Hello, and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week, we are doing our top five movies of the 70s. There you go. Because it's episode 70. All right, so uh, another decade episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, how, how time it 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 really doing these ones on on really it, it real it seems to really emphasize like holy cow like six, episode sixty didn't seem that long ago. Jeez, you know. Really? I feel like we're it feels like a long time. Ago. I, I don't know. I feel like we're really like tearing through like this well, one week. Know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we've we've stuck pretty good to mm-hmm. our you know approximate schedule it yeah. sort of slides back and forth there, but we always get one an episode a week, a week. We every week one a week yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah well so for me this is a big one because this is where a lot of my like favorite movies kind of fall into mm. um so i've been definitely anticipating this one mm-hmm. um i i'm i do maybe have like I don't really have any any sort of um, runner ups or anything planned. Yeah, but I do have like maybe a few that I'll I'll maybe quickly mention at the mm. end, just as kind of like more more almost more like recommendations. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. here's some other ones that I think are really good that you can yeah. check out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I actually because there's because I like this decade of movies so much, there's potential for or oh, revisit. Well and. Um, not, I wasn't even going to say that, but there's just potential for kind of going a little bit off the rails with it. Mm. Oh, so I see what you mean, yeah. I tried to be just very, very focused. Mm-hmm. And be- ironically, because of the fact that uh, a lot of my most favorite movies do fall into this one, um, it actually was fairly easy for me to just narrow it down to strictly five. Mm. So I don't really have like a bunch of like ties or like runner-ups or anything like mm. that really like i i pretty much was able to nail it down um because it is because i am just like so passionate about it yeah. um but that being said like there's a bunch of other stuff that i think is really good that is kind of close mm-hmm. that, you know so i may mention well we'll see we'll see how long we run definitely <laughs> I, I may mention a few recommendations i definitely started end. out like the reverse like going into this i was like the 70s like outside of a few yeah. like real standout ones you're just I thinking just, oh, like like, like bell bottoms and like yeah, <laughs> bad like, music like, well like it's sort of like in a similar like i'm like after the 60s like until the 80s came along like eh. and then and then i started so i just went through like like year by year and just hitting like what movies came out that year yeah. it's just like and my list of like movies i enjoyed in the 70s just kept getting longer and longer and longer and i was like and i started to be like oh no this is gonna be really <laughs> hard and then much like you once I looked at coalesce. once I took, looked down the list, I was like, "Oh well, there's that's yeah. my number one. That's my number two. Yeah. Either of these could be three or four. Well, it's just oh. like how strong. And it was like feel. so easily I was able to get my five without yeah. like really having to struggle. Which, in saying that, there's a bunch of these movies could have. Yeah, some of these movies could also still be on. The, you know, for like sure. yeah, for sure. Like it's a big six way tie for like six. You know, yeah, I got you. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah. So uh, I went first last week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, inserted that little bonus with. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sure. So you're. Uh, now, uh, it, as always, top five. Right. How, how many? How many crossover do you think we well, have? Well, here's the thing. I mean, I think that we've gotten into this kind of uh, zone, uh, certainly with these decade-based mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. especially uh, when we go on specific like topics. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a little more crossover mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like the specific topic. But uh, with these decade ones, I think that we have reached kind of a point especially like with the 50s yeah yeah the 50s and on mm-hmm. um like 50s and 60s um where such our, a wide our, well it's a wide choice because obviously mm. it's it's anything within that within that time span um but i feel like our individual kind of interests and and yeah. how the way we what we sort of lean towards has come to into play a lot more mm-hmm. um so like I, I feel like we've diverged a little bit more than normal, mm-hmm. um, or than than in some of the other lists. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I don't think there'll be a ton. Um, I, I think that there's one one for sure. There's one <laughs> very strong possibility. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say there's one other. I could I could see it happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think there's one that's a very strong possibility. Very oh, strong. Yeah. Very strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also. Um, knowing very much, going through the 70s, knowing, like, oh, the films that you really like. Yeah. And it's, it's just, like, I feel like... You're I, like, well, I could skip that, because I know I was going to well, have that. I, I feel like I could make a top five for you. <laughs> now, it may not be the top five you picked here, yeah. but I could definitely f- pick five movies you really love from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've never been too shy about... <laughs> what, you, what you like. At least with, with, in, our ones, yeah, in our yeah. discussions about, yeah. you know... Yeah. Being up front about what I'm into, so yeah. yeah. Um, 70s were a definitely interesting time for films. Yeah. Uh, I think like for cinematically, like like I've said this a lot, like mm. even like with other people, like other people that I watch movies with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's pretty much the peak time of kind of traditional yeah. film. Like uh, I think it was when they looked the best in terms of like cinematography, mm. like like classical kind of yeah. you know um, um, old school s- cinematography. Like I think that um, they just looked um, the best. Um, well, and I mean this is because so- they had reached they'd sort of been increasing over time, and then they kind of reached a peak in the seventies, and then the eighties is known for like that kind of grainier, grittier look, yeah, which yeah. is cool too. I mean, yeah. it works in its own way. But you know, often well, you ha- it, it seemed to be eighty seemed to be a mix of either like the grainier look or some like, like more like we're gonna try this for the first time, yeah. And it's probably not and, gonna and, turn and out. It's funny because a lot of people now who don't necessarily know a lot about like film history get confused when they they go like, oh, they watch like an eighties movie and it looks wor- and kind it of not worse. Well, but- yeah, and like it doesn't look as sort of good because it doesn't yeah. look as like smooth and polished. Yeah, and and they go like, oh, I would have thought that that would look better because it's later, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just different, you know. Um, but so yeah. So for me, like the seventies were definitely the peak of of just like you know cinema, cinematic I, kind of development in that area. It definitely like I mean you could say this kind of about any era, but the seventies really like a lot of those peak movies uh, in like certain genres and stuff. Um, they have a like a feet like a like a like a mouth feel like a yeah. like they. Just kind of never duplicated. Yeah. Like, some of these films are like, 
oh, this was the last time this kind of film yeah. was well, going to be done this way. Because like I say, it's kind yeah. of, it's the culmination yeah. of kind yeah. of like... It's like an apex point. of that. And then yeah, like yeah. after that sort of was kind of the start of something new. Also because of um, the switch over from the production code to the rating system, yeah. um, like in late 68, um, the 70s was kind of the first full decade under the rating system. And... Mm-hmm. So there was this new kind of freedom of what you could do in yeah. mainstream film um, that kind of the last couple of years of the 60s was kind of just starting to kind of like come into play. And then the 70s is where it, they were really able to explore that. Mm-hmm. And um, so that sort of freedom, artistic freedom was kind of new and uh so that made a big difference too, so yeah, that's yeah. that's part of the real characteristic. I guess, and, yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. and and of course, that kind of feeding off of like just culturally where things were at in, in the seventies, yeah, and then that kind of going back and forth and kind of feeding off, off mm-hmm. of itself. So, all right, uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I guess so we'll start guess with. We'll I was start about out. to say we'll start with your number one. No, no, start with your number five. <laughs> We can start with our number one. It's yeah, going to be kind of anticlimactic, though. <laughs> um, so, number five. All right. So, um, this is a case where it almost kind of falls into what you often feel, yeah. where where there's almost kind of a bunch of things that mm. kind of maybe could be five. Yeah. And you kind of just have to sort of go with the one that – sort of go with your gut as to the one that you think – you know, is going to be the pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it's difficult, like like not being able to find which one should be five, but just that there are things, there are a number of things that maybe could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided that the best one to go for, well, basically, okay. <laughs> so requires explanation. <laughs> I finished our last one, our last uh, decade top yeah. five, which was the sixties. Yeah. I finished that off. My number one on that was um, 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah. 1968, which is a Stanley Kubrick film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided, hey, you we'll know, start this let's, have some continu- <laughs> let's have some continuity. Um, so I'm going to start this list with my number five being the very next Stanley Kubrick film. Um, so it's uh, from 1971 or two, if you want to, 72 for, for... Depending on where you lived the in the world. world. Depending on where you lived <laughs> in the world, it was uh, A Clockwork Orange. Um, so this one is like, I feel is one of those for people who are really into films, it's kind of like a rite of passage kind of movie. It's like you get to a certain point in your life where, okay, it's time to watch a clockwork orange. And it's like, everyone kind of does up to, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that really kind of gets into films. I, I feel like almost in a way, like you get to a certain part in your life and you watch Stanley Kubrick films, so inevitably yeah, to, you to, watch to, Clockwork to Orange. To a degree, but I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. watch Clockwork Orange even yeah. if they're not necessarily into other mm-hmm. Kubrick films. Um, I wonder it's if it's a bit what... of a generational thing. I wonder if there's a lot of young people out there now, people in their like early teens, mid, mid to late teens even, who are like, gotta watch me some uh, Clockwork Orange. And I'm just like, uh, or is that just like, is it just I would say it's probably now? declined yeah. like after our generation, but... I mean, it probably still exists because mm-hmm. that's the thing about it is that it's still quite powerful. Like, you know, it, there's just something about the sort of visceral quality that it has where it's just like, it just grabs you mm-hmm. and it's just very like, you know, it's almost still shocking in a mm-hmm. way, even though, you know, it's not, it's not that 
graphic uh, by it's, today's standards, but it it's but, not it's shocking, but it's not shocking that way. Yeah, it's um, I don't know how you say it, like maybe like it's more conceptually concept, shocking, like because topically it's, shocking. Yeah, yeah, in it's a way. like yeah, what yeah. it actually is dealing with and what yeah. it's actually talking about mm-hmm. is kind of like wow, can't believe they like went to that, took it that far. Well, I mean, the, I guess being that the movie itself is sort of a like a glimpse into a like a, into the into a future like an undated future mm-hmm. and like us living in a time yeah, it's that sort is of a little bit dystopian kind yeah, of you know and then us living in a time that is clearly beyond that future right looking back on it and seeing like that yeah like the kind of stuff that he's presenting in that film is like, not that far off yeah. from some of the stuff that we have, right. like, in the last few decades. Right. And is still unsettling. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of stuff that we don't like to think about. Right. We don't like exactly, to talk about. Exactly. We don't, and, you know. and it just presents it, like, full mm-hmm. force, you know, to right to you. And, and, see, and you're seeing it from kind of the inside out mm-hmm. rather than being kind of... It's not sort of held at a safe distance. It's no. like you're right there yeah. in the middle of it having to like being forced to like you know much like the character in the film you know being forced (laughs) to watch you know these things um you know as as part of like an aversion therapy and it's like in much the same way it's like you're not being forced to watch it but if you're watching the movie it means that you you have to kind of sit there and be like you're in the trenches with the with the stuff wow this is strong stuff and and then um the other aspect of that um that's the kind of like cultural significance. Mm. Um, and then the other aspect is just, um, the, the excellence of the filmmaking in Mm. terms of just Kubrick, you know, being obviously like a genius. And, uh, it really kind of feels like a bit of a culmination of his work to that point Mm. because of the fact that it kind of like, he kind of, uh, one of the things that he did was he kind of did like every genre in his career. Like, like he would just do everything. So it's like, you know, he's got everything from drama, war sci-fi, war, war movies, movies, science yeah. fiction, you yeah. know, crime, uh, just, you know, everything, uh, you know, even like horror later. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, he, you know, he kind of just like explored all, all every kind of genre, comedy, you know, like every sort of genre and kind of just brought like the Kubrickian sort of stamp to it. And Clockwork Orange doesn't really fit into one particular thing. It kind of has elements of a bunch of the other because it has sort of some science fictional kind of elements yeah. being kind of like a near future dystopian Dystopia, kind yeah. of thing. It has you know a little bit of the crime stuff. It has a little bit of like the dark comedy. Yeah. Well, it has, that, that's know, the thing. Like there is some genuinely like and the comedy in this it being that it's it's definitely maybe a little more British movie than yeah than than American movie. Uh, the comedy has that slight. Like, especially for that era that's, like, like 60s, 70s, like, like absurdist, goofy, yeah. like, British humor to it, which yeah. is such a contrast to... with this, like, completely oh, dark... Well, because of the, under, the like, the presentation is yeah, so, you know... So you're, like, this is... Which just, like, kind of leads it to that kind of, like... Which makes, it like, the comedy, may, like, add to the disturbingness of it. Absolutely, you're like, yeah, yeah. You're, like, I, well, say, like a lot I of see people... that this is comedy... But also, this is wrong. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, like... like tag like, for this movie. A, a Clockwork of, Orange. 
this is wrong. Yeah, like, a lot of people say, like, A Clockwork Orange ruined, like, you know, much, much like with, like, the aversion stuff in the in the film, like, yeah. how, you know, he loves Beethoven, and, yeah, yeah. and but Beethoven is ruined for him because they yeah. use Beethoven to go with the, 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 the films that they use for the aversion stuff. Um, a lot of people kind of in real life kind of feel like, Clock Orange kind of ruined Singing in the Rain for them, <laughs> which is which is funny because for me I love Singing in the Rain, yeah, and, well, I love, and I love Clockwork Orange. See our top top five of the 1950s, of the 50s, exactly. <laughs> I love them both, and I've never had a problem keeping that separate. Like yeah. it's never no, colored. I, I mean, that's. I believe when people say that, that no, is one of those no, things. No, but I can totally understand people feeling that way yeah. because it's putting it into that context. It changes the and context of it. People think of you know. So then next, when they hear "Singing in the Rain," they think, "Oh God, Clockwork Orange! Oh, this is horrible!" Right? Whereas, like when I hear "Singing in the Rain," I always think of "Singing Sing in the Rain." Rain yeah. But when the way that they use it in yeah. "Clockwork Orange," yeah. it works for that purpose as well. When I think of beating someone, I also think of "Singing." <laughs> like it works for that purpose as well, but. It works yeah. in that context, and I can keep those compartmentalized in my brain. Um, so it's never really bothered me. Like, like I, I like the way they use it in that. It's effective for the purpose that they use it, but it doesn't taint yeah. uh, my enjoyment of uh, it in no. a more – my innocent enjoyment mm-hmm. of it when watching Singing in the Rain itself. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's and, just and me. And I think, I think like, me. like all of that – I mean, I mean, everybody – I mean, Stanley Kubrick – genius yeah you know like kind of like regardless of kind of what you think of his movies <laughs> possibly you have to, possibly mad genius, genius. Mad genius. But <laughs> uh, re- respect for his talent yeah is and this is like what i was saying earlier like this film is an example of never to be duplicated yeah there will never be there'll, there'll be no, lots of movies they've that tried will try to be the next it's been and tried. Will fall so short yeah that they're, that they're not even worth talking about absolutely like, it's yep I mean, the only movie that I can think maybe comes close in, in the in the in the same way, but in a different era. Like, uh, like the the feeling is for that era rather than in this case the seventies. Yeah. Is maybe Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I I was that's what was in my brain. Um, as soon as you started saying what you were saying, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know what he's gonna say. Uh, and yeah, the, I think maybe the difference for me is it's still not the same. Post, but po- like post, like. Going back now and watching Clockwork Orange, it is still as sort of stands up as yeah. as well. Last time I watched, watched Natural Born Killers, kind of came across a little childish, like, and I that may be a a jadedness knowing from when that era that movie is from, yeah, and knowing yeah, like Stanley Kubrick made a Clockwork Orange because he wanted to make a Clockwork Orange. Yeah, Natural Born Killers, I feel a lot of it was made. For shock value, without necessarily like, and that's what I mean. Like, like when it comes across a little childish, well, like comes across maybe a little like we got a few lists before we get to before we get to that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, Clockwork Orange. That is it. Uh, really, I guess that was sort of what put Malcolm McDowell like in American eyes. Yeah, definitely. You know, because I mean, he had done yeah. all, he had done a lot of a lot of He'd British stuff. A few, before. but a few, not well, that I guess much. not a lot. Not that much because he was pretty young. Still. Yeah, he was he was very young. He had done a, a couple of things in the late. 60s. It's before his rapid aging into the eighties. He'd done a couple of things in the late sixties yeah. uh, that had first gotten noticed there, certainly. Um, but I think not so much here. Um, and then probably it was this that kind yeah. of really. You know, and I mean, and it was important for so many things because not only was it did it make a big impact on on 
uh, audiences cinematically. Mm. Not only did it kind of break Malcolm Dowell through, um, but also very uh, important for like um, uh, the use of like electronic music in mm. in, in films, like using ha- having the uh, based on around classical music done with synthesizers and electronically. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. That. that was like a very innovative thing. Um, that was kind of just it, that was kind of a trend that was just kind of starting at that time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was like that that kind of went hand in hand with how much impact it had on audiences because they saw that and they were like, "Wow, not only have I never seen anything like this before, I've never heard anything like this." Before. Well, yeah, yeah. Because the music was kind of something new too, or you know, taking something old and making it new. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, just in so many ways, it was mm-hmm. just very innovative and very impactful. So. Yeah, that no. would be why it's. It, it was. Number five. It was like well received, right? Like, um, I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm it sure, was controversial. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but critically, I'm Kubrick, sure Kubrick actually, um, his family, uh, like he received a lot of like threatening attention, like even because, to, like, his family oh, because like of that because, because of the controversial nature controversial of it. Controversial was, and uh, he actually, um, he actually uh, decided he went along with. Um, they decided that they would not release um, the film in, or they would not allow the show and film to be shown, like re-released or anything in the UK oh. a- anymore because it was just getting so dangerous yeah. because they were getting so much threats. And so, like, he I mean, voluntarily and like, and and he stuck to that like wow. for his lifetime. Like, it was never re-released in any form in the UK until after he died. Wow! Because it was just they they were just like it was it was getting really bad huh so which is one of those like 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 and now you can just probably buy like the blu-ray version in the uk like whatever oh yeah like, yeah no, matter, like, you know like, like right after he died and, yeah, yeah. and then it, they were able to right but yeah. i mean but like i say it was like a yeah. thing because of his family well, it was still fresh in people's yeah, minds like and his, his family his family and, yeah. and stuff like that's pretty serious stuff yeah um so <laughs> everybody needs to calm down it's just a movie yeah yeah and it was um <laughs> I mean, it was uh, when it was released. It did get the X rating, yeah. Um, which was, you know, before before that sort of. Which, it, like in hindsight, it like sort of co It's kind of like at best a soft well, R, when, but <laughs> when 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 um at that early point, because that was obviously yeah. very early on in the first few years of the rating system, and stuff sort of did kind of get X's then, yeah. Um, things like that, and and obviously, uh, you know, the Midnight Cowboys famous yeah. for you know being the the first X rated film to win best like Oscar. Oscar or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or nominated for best Petrosky. I don't know. I think I think it won, but I'm not sure. Um, but um, you know that did happen, but very quickly there was that whole rise of like the porn industry yeah, yeah. and that and them sort of co-opting the whole x, x thing because it's like oh that's x well we're triple x and, yeah. and x became kind of associated yeah. with that and so it started to not really be used even for mainstream films that it actually made sense yeah. to use it because um, of like that. artistically it's like okay yeah. we've taken this to a level yeah you know but, which is kind of funny because it started like, to not really be used because it was like, well, it gives an association that they don't want to yeah, have. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which is funny because like Triple X, like not an actual official rating. No, like it's prob- just the, the mistake that they made. The public is that the X rating was not um, 
properly um, like copyrighted or something. Oh. So they were able to use it in unofficial capacities, yes, right? Yeah. So unlike, you know, like PG and things mm. like that, where like you can't just call something PG, it has yeah. to actually be, you know. In an alternate world, the porno industry is the triple R industry. Yeah. Because <laughs> they never had the X rated. Yeah. And so, and then, and then, um, so they made cuts, they made small cuts oh, to yeah. Clockwork Orange to get the R. Uh, so, so I mean, there, there was. Like the, a modified the, X, the, X, the original X-rated version was seen here mm-hmm. and there, and then they made little small cuts to get the R, so that was seen. And then later on, the original cut was just re-rated down to an R, and that's the standard. So, yeah. so what we see now is the proper full original mm-hmm. uncut version, um, and it is an R now. Um, yeah. But originally, it was supposed to be an X. Yeah. So. yeah. No, that's Anyways. that is a that is a top-notch film. Uh, excellent. Awesome. Uh, so your five. Okay, so my number five. Um, oh, and by the way, because we, this is something that we uh, usually notate, that's my earliest pick. That's your earliest given, pick? Given that that's very, very early in the 70s there. 71, 72. Oh, the reason why we say 71, 72 is uh, it, it had its premiere like in very late 71, in, but the general release was not until 72. the beginning of 72, so that's... Um, my, my number five is also my earliest. Okay. Also from 1971. Okay. Uh, going through a list. Obviously not. Uh, Clark Clark Orange, Orange, otherwise no, you would have chimed no. in on that. Uh, 1971. A really great year for films. Yeah. I had a number of really great ones from, from 1971. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went with uh, a movie that won five Academy Awards. Okay. Uh, directed by uh, William Friedkin, um, The Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, starring the now retired Gene Hackman, The French Connection. Yeah, it's a great film. Um... I I saw this movie like once a long time ago when I was like younger and I remember liking it mm-hmm. but then like kind of like forgetting about it for a number of years. Yeah. And then like re-seeing it in like my mid-twenties and being like, this movie is great. And yeah. it has since then become like one of my favorite like street level cops, crime. Yeah. It's it, really and it I feel it's it is the like we were talking about like the seventies is the apex. It is the apex for crime films yeah. in the seventies. Um, for the first, the first, uh, the first Dirty Harry movie came out seventy one. That's right, nineteen seventy one was Dirty Harry. Yeah, um, so it was. It was, it was definitely I, uh, something that was trending. I like. I like. It some, was a trending topic yeah. that year. I like me some Dirty Harry, but not, but not as much as oh, the French. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> the Dirty Harry movies are like more kind of like entertainment, like yeah, popcorn yeah. entertainment. Like mm. they're good, but like French Connection is kind of on a different level. It's. In, of like recently watching French Connection, watched it just a couple of years ago. Like how the style of it is very, um, it's very like movies that have come out like the last decade worth of films that in yeah. that style, like um, like that, like the No Country for Old Men. Like it doesn't style, feel like, overly dated, or because it, no. it's just it's very like just it's so sort of strong. Like, yeah, it it's very strong, very gritty. Like it doesn't have a um, like. Even the, like, it has one of those, like... It's not corny. I mean, not to... Well, no. No, not in any way. Um, uh, Gene Hackman's character, uh, Pie Pie. uh, Popeye. Popeye, yeah. (laughs) Pie Pie, yeah. That's the... That's the... You must finish that. Yeah, Popeye. Um, uh, Detective... uh, I can't remember his name, but everybody just calls him Popeye. Yeah. Uh, And he wears the the pork pie hat. Yeah. And it just... Yeah, there's it is amazing. There's an amazing car chase scene in this, yeah. which like premiered like a lot of uh, camera work in a car chase scene, never seen before, like never done before. Yeah, uh, where they like attached cameras to like 
like down at the wheels of cars and stuff that yeah, was like yeah. considered way too risky to do because yeah, like yeah. you're just going to destroy camera and they did but yeah, it was like but, considered well, hey, you know but, um, they, but they got something that no one had ever yeah got, you know what so. i mean this movie won a ton of awards like like i said i think it got nominated for seven won five including like best picture uh uh gene hackman won best actor william Friedkin won director yeah. um hackman is just such a great actor oh, f- phenomenal actor um as it is one of those I, I feel it is a little t- like he's so quietly retired like he just started doing films a little less and a little less before he realized you're like i haven't seen gene hackman in a film in a while yeah. and it was like oh he's retired now oh yeah. well <laughs> you know well like, you know what you know what i mean if he felt like it was the right time and that yeah i mean he wasn't, you know. It was getting on in years. Well, it's and he wasn't. I mean, it's only some. I guess sort of considering someone recently. I guess you know. Like if he wasn't his kind of super, super into it, and whatnot, or mm-hmm, for or, sure. for whatever reason, like if he oh. felt like it was the right choice, then it was the right choice. I yeah. mean, you can't really second guess, you know, somebody but, like uh, that. Who's I'm I'm not sure. Like genius. compared to Clockwork Orange, I'm sure. Yeah. Like French Connection, probably not seen by as many people. Um, no, I feel but just because I think Clock Orange is such a cultural like, mm. like I say, like, it is, like yeah. anybody who's like in a film, they yeah. reach a certain point where they're like, oh yeah, Clock Orange, you got to see that. Yeah. That's just one of those like must sees. Yeah. Um, French Connection is one that's more like, kind of. Are you into crime movies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or 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 for like real film, like major films. Yeah, yeah. definitely will have will have seen yeah. it. Um, or or people... do you like Gene Gene Hackman? Yeah, if you like Gene Hackman, and, well, yeah, you got. I mean, you gotta, and he does a great job of playing like. A character that you both like identify his situation, but he's also kind of unlikable. Like he makes decisions that, like, you're not happy with as a viewer, but like you kind yeah. of understand why he does those yeah, things. Yeah, well, he's very like he's he's very like sort of um, uncompromising, yeah, kind of tough. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's he, he um, get the job done. It's, kind it, of, yeah, it is because it's such a know, like a gritty pulp. Does, yeah, doesn't care if, uh, if yeah. Well, uh, he's the the. You know, he's not trying to be like Mr. Nice Guy. No, no. And I I mean, I guess that is like someone compares it. It is a little bit like Dirty Harry-ish in a way. Um, it's different though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. like... Uh, well, I mean, it's very... I mean, it, I think it was it was a coincidence. I mean, Dirty but, Harry is not a realistic film versus like French Connection, you know. Um, my thought is, is whenever I've like recommended this movie or asked people if they've seen it, I think the name throws people. Yeah. Because like, even in the film, like... You have to think about what the French connection means in context of the film when watching the film. Like, it doesn't just like, oh, because in the film, the French connection. Like, it's not that simple. Um, Jim, uh, Jim, uh, Jimmy Doyle. That's Jimmy the, Doyle, yeah. That's Jimmy actual, Popeye Doyle, yeah. Yeah, that's the actual yeah. character. Yeah. I, I, I figured that's what you were looking up. Yeah, yeah. well, it's starting to bug yeah. me. Yeah. He's 86 now, but yeah, yeah, that's like I said, like this is. <laughs> I mean, he's been retired for like probably the last decade. Uh, but... uh, yeah, I think he retired in the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, at least he at least he stuck around long enough to make the replacements. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Great film. Um, in uh, like this was really like I mean because he had had by the time this had come out yeah. 71 he'd already done a yeah, decade done or more of films in the yeah. 60s and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean he. he he, I think he really excelled at playing these kind of characters. Um, yeah, uh, very. Like, well, he's a like, real kind of no nonsense, yes, type yeah. of dude in yeah. reality. So, I mean, I've seen him in comedies where he was fine. You know, like he was no, good. I, like, of course, he, he yeah, can do you know, comedy. Yeah, great. Oh, he's a, he's a very skilled actor. I don't but... mean no nonsense is in like overly serious. Yeah, I just yeah. mean like 
like he doesn't mess around. No, no. Like no. if he's gonna be there and do something, he's he's gonna he's act doing his ass it. off and yeah, yeah like yeah. he's not like you know yeah he's not like a big sort of uh, <laughs> ego kind of yeah exactly. You know, he's yeah. more of a get the job done cut type. But um, but yeah, no, it's definitely like if you like. Gene Hackman, if you like... Uh, there's, a, like there's an extremely good chance that there's going to be some further discussion of Gene Hackman later on in this podcast. I assumed. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I said, if you like crime films, if you like Gene Hackman, it, especially if you like that sort of 70s style... Yeah. Um, if you like films street... from the 70s, if you... <laughs> crime films <laughs> and Gene Hackman <laughs> films... The you French are, You are sure to like the, the French Connection. Because yeah. it covers all three of those <laughs> All three bases. of those in there, yeah. Um, but it is one that I, yeah, like, it's like, like every, I can, I can watch it every few years. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really awesome. good. Yeah. Good choice. Um, good I, 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 something that like very, um, I didn't think of it at all. Like I oh, like, yeah? didn't even enter my mind and, and great pick. Mm-hmm. I love it when you get those, like you come out, you come from, from out of the blue with those kind of picks. That... There's a reason I own this hat. <laughs> yeah. For, I, for, this is an audio podcast, but I own I own a I own a, a pork pie hat. Yeah. The, the no, same I, hat that Gene I think it's, it's very, that. No, I just think like yeah. um, it's cool when you're able to come up with that stuff from out of the blue like that because uh, sometimes I miss things that you know just because that's not where my headspace is. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I mean, I guess you do too. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, that's, we kind of compliment. We've done. We you know we kind of compliment where like we've done know, that before. Come up with things that I forgot about. I'll yeah. come up with things you where you've about. listed something in your also ran, <laughs> and I've just hit my forehead and gone, "Oh no, but, deep uh, rising." Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. That's so great. my number, my, my number, uh, my number five, uh, French connection. Great yeah. choice, great right. choice. So number four. All right, my four. Um, my four is a film that I would consider to be one of. Like, if I was to look at things a little more objectively, mm-hmm. that I would say is probably one of the best films ever made. Oh. Um, period. Not necessarily the best, because that's a really hard call <laughs> to make. But I feel the, that's an impossible question. Po- yeah, possibly an impossible <laughs> call uh, to make. But um, it's one of those films where really it's like, what could be possibly wrong with it? Like, it just does everything mm-hmm. to such an nth degree excellence. Um but the reason why it doesn't fall higher on my list is simply because for personal enjoyment reasons. Ah, okay. The things that are higher on my list are just the things that I really, that just give me great joy, ah, okay. that I love, that that just, I have this like almost kind of personal like. Movies that you could just watch at the drop of a hat with. kind of, yeah. So this one drops down a bit because okay. it's not to that same degree as the okay. higher ones. But in terms of just like objective, just like how excellent a film it is. Um, I feel like it's one of the best ever made. Um, it's also, it's the latest film on my list by final release. Okay. But it took a very, very long time to make, had a very difficult production. Uh, uh, so it actually was started on before a lot of the other films on my list, (laughs) but it took a really long time to make, um, and it's, uh, so in terms of when it got to this final release, it's, uh, from 1979, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is one where there was really never any doubt because it's one of those movies that just, every, whenever I see it, I'm just like, is this, is this actually happening? Like, am I actually seeing this? It's, it's insanely good. Like just on every level from particularly acting wise, mm. like unbelievable. 
Um, this is one of those movies just where presentation, the music, is, the just everything about it. It's like yes, it's technically a movie, but it's also like watching it is an experience that you will have like watching almost no other film. Yeah. Uh, That's what I mean. Like I almost the level of work and detail and skill yeah. that went into Apocalypse Now, and it like it puts it like there are movies, and then some movies kind of like are like to put it with those movies is kind of like it needs to be in its like there's the Apocalypse Now category, yeah, and there's Apocalypse Now and a few other films in that category. Yeah. No, I know, what and you, mean. you know, yeah, I know, I know what you mean for sure. I, it's just yeah I mean that's really what it comes down to. it's just astonishing I mean and and like I say particularly in terms of performance wise because I mean it just has I mean Martin Sheen is amazing mm. you know uh, Marlon Brando is amazing so good um, you know Robert Duvall amazing so good in like, this yes insanely Robert, good this is like I mean it's it's a relatively small part, part in that yeah. he's not going through the whole movie he no. just shows up for one kind of sequence Scenes, yeah. and leaves I mean it's but it's it, like the centerpiece kind of, you know. Well, that, that whole scene, that them yeah. on the beach, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie don't, the Charlie don't surf scene, everybody yeah. knows it, yeah. is... Uh, I love the smell like, of napalm in the morning, that, all that stuff. That one scene alone as a segment of a war movie yeah. is 10 minutes or 15 minutes that is better encompasses... Yeah, it's a master class. Uh, but it better encompasses, like, a lot of the feelings yeah, and yeah. stuff that went on in that war than so many entire movies yeah, yeah. that covered that And the that movie's genre. not even about the war. No, no. Like, it's, it's not a war. It's just certain like, scenes. Apocalypse Now, not a war movie. It's a movie that takes place while there's a war going on. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and there are scenes where it crosses over like that, yeah. where, where like those, those scenes are definitely about the war. Mm. But the movie as a whole is not. Yeah. I mean, it's an adaption of Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad, which yeah. is actually like a sort of a turn of the century, century like, yeah. story that was just adapted into a Vietnam era uh, have you read hard darkness or uh i've, I've never read I've, it. i was just yeah i have yeah um it's it's kind probably of probably not an easy read considering no, like the time not, period it not. was written and everything yeah, yeah. it's 1905 yeah. or six or something like that i can't remember the exact date um it's about um like uh rather than being like vietnam it's it takes place during like it's like um colonial colonial war in, in yeah. africa yeah, yeah. Um, but the basic definitely you can see like but the basic plot is very similar yeah. I mean it's it's the same kind of thing of like there's the main character mm-hmm. who's sent in to you know go find this you know Kurtz who's like kind of gone off off the reservation as it were and, yeah. and, and set himself up as this weird like ruler and this weird warlord you know, yeah, warlord yeah, yeah kind of thing and, and he goes in to like you know see what it's all about and kill him if necessary um Probably it necessary. was it was um, very impressive. It is it does follow the yeah. story. Um, how but... he how he predicted helicopters and surfing though in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, obviously, <laughs> the slight, the yeah, specific yeah, elements uh, like that are yeah, new. Yeah. But but I mean, the the basic storyline is mm-hmm. definitely there. Like yeah. it's it's a close adaptation of the of the storyline itself. But then it just gets you know all the all these details get mixed in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's great. Like, there's a lot of quotable lines. Oh, yeah. Um, so many. Which is always a sign of a great movie. Mm-hmm. If there's lines that you're just, you're referring to, like, years later, even if, like, it's not even really context, like, contextually correct to do yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you just spout out a line for no reason, yeah. just because it's an awesome line, and you do that for years and years and years carrying forward, 
there's probably something special about that. It's movie one of those movies that, that, that is the quotability has reached the point where you can say quotes from this movie and people who have never seen the movie know what movie you're quoting. Yeah, you yeah. know that you're referring yeah. to a quote from Apocalypse Now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially She's like, like I've never seen lines. that movie, but I know where that's yeah, from. Especially like know. certain things, you know. You know. Maybe not other maybe not stuff like, you know, never leave the boat. Never you know? leave the boat. That's yeah. kinda you need to know the movie. But <laughs> yeah. but I mean other things, you yeah. know, definitely. Yeah, never um, leave the boat. Never leave the boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Everybody gets to do the, the, the Steve Rogers. I get that reference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's just like it, taking a step back and just like kind of unemotionally, detachedly just evaluating it as a piece of art. Mm-hmm. It's hard to really imagine anything better. I mean. Fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. Um, like boy. it was definitely very like um very innovative definitely in- encourage like if you like this film yeah you probably like a lot of people like you know probably have the soundtrack already but the soundtrack is basically just t- it's two discs yeah and it's just basically the movie in uh, in like Certain, in musical form condensed yeah but, condensed but yeah. yeah 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 it's it's you know um but it, yeah it's pretty it, incredible it, it's definitely not a lot of soundtracks it's like that. something that was sort of done more later where um the blending of like where you get a lot of clips of dialogue from the movie or, mm-hmm. or like just straight up sound from the movie like yeah um mixed with uh there's you know sort of uh, musical score elements like stuff that would be kind of backing music for yeah. the movie but then there's also like all the songs mm. and how those are incorporated um i mean there's uh the big climactic sequence pretty much like the entirety of like the 12 minutes of, is, is of all, the, yeah. the end by the doors yeah basically it's, covers the, the the climactic sequence of this film mm-hmm. and it's used amazingly mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it actually probably greatly improves upon that song in many ways by, by the association yeah, yeah. with the film because you know you see because then you have that imagery in your mind to go with the song um and you know lots of other things you know there's there's you know there there's uh just fun kind of trashy stuff like the the scene where uh they play um the um the ccr version oh, of right. suzy q when the, yeah. the, the the playboy playmates are brought in to yeah. like yeah. to entertain the troops and all that stuff i mean it just kind of covers this huge gamut, um, and especially if you see the um, Redux version, Apocalypse Now Redux, yeah. which is like the extended re- three and a bit version. hours. Oh, it's insane! It's yeah. like at least three, three and a half at yeah. least. Um, but that puts in all this like it puts in a bunch of extra scenes that are the kinds of things that you would expect in like an extended version, but it also puts in some really interesting stuff. Like there's this part where they go um, and uh, he, there's this part where he goes and like has dinner with this like like um uh like this family oh right the, the yeah. french like from, from yeah that the the, the sort of They're old like school old colonial french, family french yeah. colonial like indochina you know indochina um kind of days and and there's all this discussion of like this sort of socio-political kind of aspect of the history of that region and, and the mm. whole and the whole colonial thing and the whole which it, it's one of those like and, and that's like, only in the Redux. Scene. It's only in the Redux. And yeah. It's like I like it's it's kind of like I mean I assume probably now like anybody who watches that film now probably watches the Redux version because that's like what maybe it, I mean it's, it's, I assume it's on the Blu-ray. Like yeah, that's, I mean they have everything uh, on it. But the, if you don't really know anything about like kind of that conflict yeah. and stuff, like that scene, although it appears a ways into the film, yeah. Uh, 
really like lays it out for you. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. What like, is going on? Is, is and it puts actually, it puts kind of it's totally it's, unnecessary to the story. Story, but, but it, it puts adds, it all in context if you're not aware yes, of what exactly, what it's all about. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not. I understand why it was cut from the regular version because it's not necessary to the story at hand, but it adds a lot of interesting historical context mm. as to some of why things were happening the way they were happening there at that time and just the the kind of meaning behind yeah. it so I, I love stuff like that um and and yeah it's it, laid out really well interesting story about but, uh my experience with the redux version is uh i went to see it in the theater yeah and uh about 30 40 minutes before it was over uh it straight up old school ate the the film the yeah. film and it did the whole like bubbly I, yeah you know which i'd never seen before i no, thought there was something I, you only I saw i've still theaters. never seen that and, yeah. and it went all bubbly and so we got free passes to to see it again yeah and so the next night just wow. <laughs> so i basically well it was kind of like yeah i'm no, free that's cool i want to see how this time. ends yeah time, yeah you know, you know we, we had i was a little bit younger free time and uh yeah so when i think i was living in montreal at the time yeah, actually yeah and so i went back and like watched the three hours and then the extra 40 minutes yeah, a second yeah. time yeah i was, I was like i think i've only seen it once since then. yeah uh, another really interesting thing uh just for you mm. know we'll, we'll move on here but another interesting thing is uh it was one of the first if not the first um film to have um it was definitely one of the first possibly not the first but i, I can't verify that but it was one of the first to have like uh fully um the the like uh full like the surround like the like oh. quadraphonic like full surround sound um and um you know because like old movies and stuff like that mostly just had like like stereo sound like yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. like there it wasn't like nowadays where you have all these you know like like 5.1 7.1 yeah. 9.1 <laughs> yeah. you know ridiculous uh, crazy yeah. amounts of surround sound um and so um 1.21 the, the gigawatts design, of sound <laughs> the sound design is very sort of intricate and very like amazing mm-hmm. um on, on, on this movie and um something that you know is now much more reproducible sort of at home with yeah you know surround sound systems being fairly common and and you know being able to do very high definition sound and stuff on 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 the discs now and that even on dvd Mm. um compared to you know the old days um and they actually have a there's a a like an extra feature on the on the dvd like i have the one that i have is um I, I've had it for so long now. It was before I even was getting Blu-ray, so I just have it on DVD. But it's uh, what's called the um, I think it's called the Complete Dossier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of like the new DVD they put out that had the Redux version as well as the original, as well as like a ton of bonus stuff. Um, there's since been like there's Blu-ray releases and stuff that have all that same stuff on it, but and, and more I think probably. But one of the cool things they had is they showed like. Uh, there's an extra feature that you can watch where they show like how how the the surround sound was kind of like built for it or like how how it was designed and like they have things like where you can like they they show an example of like here's where like the speakers are and like they use like the helicopter sound oh yeah and they, they sort of move it around to kind of show like how they sort of nice. and it's like it's something that i mean you get that all the time in movies now but to actually show it broken down that, to show like, how like that level of technical breakdown technical yeah. explanation of it like it was it's just a really cool feature so i really nice. that was really neat yeah um, so nice. just stuff like that you know like it was just i don't know it's just it's just another it's yeah. just a whole other level like yeah. it's just it's crazy like 
I, I can't. It's one of those, like, hard to even... It's definitely one of those examples where sometimes the hardest productions and, like, the movies that almost don't get, get made, made yeah. because they're so difficult, it just goes to show, like, sometimes that pays Have off. Have you seen uh, the, the documentary, Heart of Darkness? Um, I... Yes. Yeah. Uh, not much like oh. i'm not super familiar with it because oh. i've probably only seen it like straight through, i just like, saw it the one once. time just like I think I, i've only it was seen more it out once. of curiosity because i'm like i'm not as much into like that yeah. kind of stuff as you are I but, am, but i assumed it would be the kind of thing that you would have really dug <sighs> but because you already had the dossier version you kind of and also yeah. so much of like the trouble that this yeah. movie like the production of this movie and and you know he had to like Every every penny, his own yeah, money went into to, it. Well, they ran his, out of they ran out of money, money. and he mortgaged from, his house and spent all. The film. He spent millions of his own dollars. Yeah, into which, making it which happen. he was like lucky. that's all been public record for so long. He was lucky. That, uh, Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, we're yeah. talking about obviously. Um, yeah. If you're not familiar, um, Coppola was lucky. Well, or I guess the world is lucky that Coppola was able to finish this yeah. by putting in his own money because he had just done the Godfather movies. Yeah. before this yeah and so and he they was were flush. so successful he yeah. actually had that money it still put him right to the oh, edge yeah. yeah but he actually had the money yeah. to be able to put it into it and finish the film but no that is it's true that's um and i i completely understand like your reasoning for putting it this at four yeah even though like in ways it is a a greater film yeah. maybe but at the same time well it's not as fun it, <laughs> that is for from, sure from here on out my films are all ones that i just enjoy so much have so much fun with and just that i that definitely me on a cellular i definitely level. fell on the same side as you in wanting to put films like like i i knew i had a fair idea that you were going to put apocalypse now on your list cool. um and if you hadn't i'm sure we would have discussed it anyway I'm, in I'm relation to the predictable era that way <laughs> um well i know like well, i mean i know we, we both like it i know yeah, like yeah, you yeah. like it um and i knew like regardless we probably would have discussed it anyway yeah you know uh, it would have been like a, a definitely yeah, or something. Um, yeah. And it's definitely one of those like, this is, it's a film that is a top film of the 70s, regardless of any list. Yeah. You know, We're lucky like, they got it finished in time. Just in time. <laughs> and push it into the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No, Apocalypse Now. That is a, yeah. an, an epic. Yeah. Both in production and in viewing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, I mean, okay. like, literally, we could do the whole thing just about that. Oh, that, I mean, that'd be so an easy There's episode. so many more cool stories to yeah. tell. I mean, basically, just watch the film, especially Redux, if you have the time. Yeah. Um, watch Hearts of Darkness, because the story behind the movie is as fascinating as the movie. Um, you know? It's another epic tale. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was so intense. Uh, Martin Sheen, like, gave him made, gave himself a heart, heart attack, attack on set yep. basically because it was so intense mm. um you know and of course all the brando stuff was just completely insane it, this is a movie that like in the production of it changed the people who were involved in it in yeah. in like in ways that make normally when you're in a movie yeah it, you know it doesn't yeah it's you great know. but yeah it's great again nothing like that ever since like yeah. it, this will never be duplicated. I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to put things <laughs> yeah. that are like, yeah, no, it's at that. This is the best example. At that high it's, level, this is possibly the best example of that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, your four. My four. My four also from 1979. So we're just gonna keep going here in the same year. Um, yeah, it's cool. For the time, the oddest cast ever. 
That's an interesting introduction. The cast consisted of a frog, a pig, a bear, a dog. And this is the Muppet movie from 1979. Nice. (laughs) Yes. I forgot that they squeaked in there. Yeah. Just barely. Just barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the Muppet movie. Oh, it's phenomenal. It, going back... Never, never matched. No, like, it like, is the best Muppet like film. Of all the Muppet films, it the is up, the best the one. The later ones that, in, of the... Like the, the Great Muppet Caper yeah, like and that, Muppets like, Take Manhattan. The Hanson, yeah. like, the, the, of the classic Hanson yeah, run, yeah. you know, they were good yeah. for the, what they are. They're, they're Muppet movies. Mm. Um, and then, of course, like, the sort of the newer kind of era of, of yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's the ones they did in the 90s These, right after, after he died. That, yeah. And then there's, like, the new, new ones. Yeah, the last, um, the last five, six like, years of them. But, like, nothing that they did matched... This one. The original. And... Like, I, something about, like, the freshness and the just... I think a lot of it... I mean, possibly... I mean, part of it being that, like... Seeing this, like... I was familiar with the Muppet Show as a kid. And then seeing this movie... I mean, obviously not in 1979. I was two years old. But... Being this was the, was would have been the first Muppet film I would have seen, and it, it also feels like like it's the only one that is uh, tr- that that translates the 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 full kind of spirit and tone of the show into that's ex- movie. Form. That was exactly where I was going with that. It's exactly it's, what it's I was about. The only to say. one that yes. really kind of does that. It, it is like it's like it's it's like the show finished, and this is like it, if this had been a TV show, it just would have been the next season yeah. of you know, like. Yeah, and it's just it from the music, and it's technically a prequel. Yeah, well, yes, yeah. Technically, it's, it takes it's, it's, they're, it's, all they're on their way to becoming it's all the, the Muppet them Show. All meeting yeah. and and becoming but but that group. shows how well integrated and uh, how much of a like I mean a a, a like they're Muppets, you know. And the original Muppet Show was entertainment for both adults and children. Yeah. But how much of a like a grip that they had on like we can make. Muppets and do a movie with Muppets. This doesn't just have to be a TV show. Yeah. We can do Muppets and it will be a genuine film. Yeah. You know, and not just something for the kids yeah. or like a cash in or anything like that. Um, and the music is great in this. Uh, it's so much fun to watch, especially if you're familiar like mm. with the Muppet show and yeah. with that, like all oh, that sort of earlier era of Muppets. It's the, the humor. It's, Every, like, the punchlines come so fast. Yeah. And, and I feel like that is a bit of a, that's like just a an early Muppet tradi- like tradition, but where it's line, line, punchline, line, line, punchline. And it, sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's right in your face, sometimes it's the very, like, it's a fork in the road. And, like, literally there's a fork in the road kind of joke. Yeah. Versus, like, you might not even under, like, you miss the joke. Because it was just rolling, the rolling conversation that they, yeah. the the writing is so clever. Yeah. Um, it stands up so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just lighthearted, fun, just great. Yeah. And I like how um, the guests, like when again, makes it feel like the, the TV show. It makes it feel like the show, but I mean, it, it, they always did that yeah. in all the, all other the movies, movies where yeah. there'd be cameos by like famous people and stuff like that. But it quickly started to feel kind of gimmicky. Yeah. Whereas it feels more organic in mm-hmm. in the first film, and it and that's where like I feel like it's it's kind of continuing in the the feel like of the show a bit, yeah. Because it's just kind of like oh, here are some people mm-hmm. interacting with you know 
Like, well, like, like the scenes, the scenes with um, a lot of famous people from the sixties and seventies are also in this film. Yeah, <laughs> but like the scenes where they have famous people. Excuse me. <laughs> the scenes where and they this have, scene never dies. <laughs> the scenes where they have like famous people coming in doing their cameos and stuff. They feel like if you take those scenes individually, yeah. they could have been like sketches from exactly. the show. Exactly. Yeah. From like that that person being the guest on the show that week. Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas I find in the, some of the later movies, when they have celebrity cameos, they just seem very shoehorned in as just kind of like, oh, it's just a gimmick. It's just like, oh, look at all the celebrities well, that it we is, got. It's it is know? much more one of those like if we're gonna have like nowadays like especially like the 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 nineties and, and and maybe even more of the more recent ones, yeah. where like all the human characters are celebrities, whether yeah. they needed to be or not. Yeah. Versus there, it was like we're gonna like this scene is a sketch. We're going to put this celebrity in it. Yeah. This is the kind of thing like the 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 this scene. The goal of this scene is also the kind of thing this celebrity is good at. So yeah. like is whether it be a comedic, I mean for the most part comedic, but mm-hmm. you know like 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 you say would not feel out of place just being a chunk of the show. Yeah. You know. Um no, yeah, super great. Yeah. So enjoyable. Yeah, so it's great. like you just go back, watch it. Yeah. You know. Um yeah. Don't yeah, don't really have a not, not a movie hugely discuss, but just super fun. No, but I mean I think it's important to note just like that is this it's the real deal and it's mm-hmm. like i hope that in the wake of having there having been so much stuff that's been done since yeah. that has kind of diluted the muppet name a little bit it is too bad um, yeah no i mean it's fine it, it's it's the way things go sometimes yeah. they're a little trouble but, finding their feet but my know? but when my point that, that i'm trying to make is just mm. simply that like i hope that the fact that this is the original form of it that, that that's never forgotten yeah like people need to go back and watch this first film you know watch the show if they can mm. yes i understand that it's sort of dated in a way yeah. in the sense that you could you would never be able to do something like that now yeah you know it would be different but um but but that's the real deal like yeah. that's what it is mm-hmm. and and if you go back i mean there's a reason why that was it, it loomed large mm. in our in our sort of childhoods and stuff because you know, it's like, yeah, sure. It, 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 it's circumstantially might be a little bit dated, but the quality yeah. of the humor yeah. and how it's presented well, is not dated. I mean, not too often can TV shows make the jump to movies and this film, like, I don't know what the predictions for it were, but in the theaters was a phenomenal success. Yeah. Like the units, even in 79, the Muppets still very well remembered, very well loved, and people wanted to see, yeah. you know, the the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, my number four, the Muppet movie. Good one. Good one. So uh, yeah, number three. All right. So my three. Uh, now this is an interesting one because when I first started thinking about this list, I was sure that the one that I'm about to do, my three. Yeah. That it was going to be my two. Oh, because I, I love this movie, and I was like, "Oh, this got to be my two. This got to be my two. Mm-hmm. And then, as I started to think about it and started to look at other things and and go through it in my head a bit, it slowly started to dawn on me. Oh no, I 
think this is going to have to be my three. Oh, no. <laughs> That's insane that this is my three. Because usually, like, on top five, in your head, you're kind of like, three means, like, eh, it was sort of okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And it's like, these which is, five are such, such a high level yeah. that even a three yeah. is going to be, you know, one of my absolute favorite movies. Mm, yeah. Um, so, this one is um, kind of... It's one of those, like, this is your third out of five, but if this was a top ten list, it would still be three. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this is one that uh, falls right in the middle of the decade. Okay. Um, very... Uh, oh, s- is it Zardoz? Dang. No. no, no. I love Zardoz, but for entirely different reasons. Uh, I'm just kidding. Entirely different reasons. Um, yeah. This is a movie that falls right in the middle of the decade. Um, mm-hmm. Very significantly remembered as uh, the film that began essentially the idea of the summer blockbuster and kind of the big sort of movies as we know them today. Mm-hmm. First movie to ever break $100 million at the box office. Um, we're going to need a bigger top five. <laughs> it's uh, from 1975, Jaws. Um, so, yeah. This was um, pretty much Steven Spielberg's breakthrough. Yeah. Um, he had only made one feature before this. Um, uh, he arguably two if you count Duel Duel was made for TV yeah, yeah Duel was made for TV but it did get a theatrical release in some like foreign markets and stuff like that but Sugarline Express was officially his first yeah. his first uh, feature film um, Duel's not that great either. and then and then um, yeah and then Jaws was kind of the second actual feature film and I mean it was a huge leap because it's very complicated technically it's very um, and basically it was a gamble it was a hell of a gamble it was a huge gamble and and it was another one that was very difficult like to were audiences ready for this kind of film it was another one that was very difficult to execute and 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 finish and 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 make happen um and it just it's phenomenal um again i mean i don't know really what else to say because all these movies it's like it's all about like they just have amazing acting they have amazing execution of like the direction and the sort of presentation um there's uh roy schneider richard dreyfus Dreyfus and robert shaw Mm -hmm. um are kind of like the three sort of main actors that go through through much although shaw actually robert Shaw actually doesn't appear until probably like a good like halfway through at least um but once he does um his character quint legendary character everybody knows quint so many great quotes um and yeah, I mean, this movie is probably um, the closest thing that I've seen, or one of them. There's a few, um, but one of the closest things that I've seen to kind of anyone else kind of um, replicating that um, Hitchcockian kind of like that perfect sort of um, uh, advancing of, of tension and, and like suspense mm-hmm. um, and then having that like big payoff at the end um it's 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 amazing for that because the whole movie basically is that like you know it just builds builds and builds and builds and then you have moments where it kind of jumps a bit and then has it sort of chills you out because there'll be parts where you're like oh that part was kind of funny Mm. or or like 
that part was kind of you know scary and then you know you have a little bit of a oh and then move on and um yeah i mean it's just amazing um all the stuff of <laughs> this movie forever united that piece of music and sharks for all time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the theme the theme music obviously yeah, great yeah. um actually an interesting thing about that is that uh something they wanted to do was they wanted to avoid um the typical thing where like the music um where gave, they, oh, like gave away well, the... well where they always sort of use it as like a trick kind of oh, yeah, for yeah. the audience so they'll always like a lot of movies they'll try to like they'll build up like like oh the music is going the music is going and then they'll do like the false like oh yeah, like, yeah sting yeah. bing and then and then and then the audience will be like oh, and it'll turn out to be nothing, nothing you know yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's a red herring that's just supposed to get you worked yeah. up and then it's nothing and so they really want to to avoid that so basically they had it like Every time that the actual music that the that the the, the Jaws theme like yeah. shows up, the the shark actually it does, does come. show up. Which um, now you don't see the shark but, very much. But once you know that, yeah, that makes it worse. I know because now you know that exactly. means the shark and is so, coming. And so you start to get that like pit <laughs> yeah, in your yeah, stomach, yeah. especially when you're younger, seeing it, you know, and 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 it really can like grab you. Um, and you know, cause I mean, if you're like younger seeing it and stuff like that, like it, it's probably quite a scary, mm. like I don't find it a scary movie. I find it very intense, but not like scary. But if you were younger and seeing it, it probably would be scary. Um, I mean, heck they kill kids yeah, in this yeah. movie. I mean, I, that's how messed I up. I definitely feel this is like probably the that's kind not of, a very I mean, common I, thing. And I, and I feel, I, sorry, but like, this is one of those movies where like people walked out of the theater yeah, because like they found it too scary, too. Yeah. That you wouldn't know, surprise me. Like, you know, it, too it, intense. It's too... just so intense, and and but then, like I say, then there's moments where where it's just like funny for a little bit. You know, like it has the the perfect. It knows exactly when to like ratchet the tension up, when to break the tension, when to kind of stretch the tension, when to. It's just so masterfully made, and a lot of that just comes from those basic. <laughs> Filmmaking inks in filmmaking instincts that Spielberg has mm-hmm. when he's at his best, because he didn't really have the experience. I mean, he'd been making films. I mean, he made short films when he was a teenager. Um, he'd been doing film for a long time, but um, like I say, this was very early in his film career, and certainly he had not tackled anything close to the the, the enormity of, mm. of this project. And and he, and also just doing things that they'd never really been done before, like the shark itself i mean it's legendary how much trouble they had with the shark kind of getting it working and getting it looking good and stuff like that um and the solution of course is just like show it as little as possible yeah and just kind of work around that and that made it better you know um i mean in the big climactic parts there is a lot of you do see a lot more and yeah okay it's fake we all know it's fake but it's works because it's just the presented so well and you're so invested in the story and in what's going on by that point the attention is so ratcheted so high by that point that yeah okay i can see for some people who like really cynical kind of people you bring that tension up and then you show the shark and they might kind of laugh at it or something maybe but for me i've never felt that way like i think it looks good enough oh And, and and in the context of how it's used it works perfect. Like I, I've never been bothered by it. Like I think it's awesome. Like and and they did the smart thing by you know they didn't just. I mean it's like it's a, it's the alien kind yeah, of thing yep. you know where where like okay yeah sure it's a suit it's like a rubber suit the dude is in the suit 
We know this, yeah, yeah. but it's how it's presented and it's shown in the right way under with the right light and the right for the right amount of time. You know, yeah. make sure your shots the right are, the right camera angle, the right yeah, time. Make sure your yeah. shots are yay long and and you know don't linger too much and and just skillfully presenting it in such a way, and it's just phenomenal. You mm-hmm. know, and then there's parts that are just like pure drama, and you're just like, whoa, this is this is heavy. You know, and then like right after that, there'll be like a funny part, or you know, or a scary part, or like, and it's just it's all done so well. Also, uh, the newest Blu-ray release that's done that's based off of the the new restoration for oh, yeah. 4K Master, it it just looks so amazing. Oh yeah, one of the most best looking movies I've ever seen. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, not not so fun fact. I've never seen Jaws. Yeah, well, I know that. I've, I mean, I've seen I've seen parts of it. Uh, I've seen a lot of parts of it. It's yeah. one of those I've probably seen two thirds of the film just all out of order, yeah. and I'm I'm familiar with like so much of it that yeah. it just sitting down and just watching it all together is just something I've never done. Yeah. Um. Well, you'll do it eventually. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You you it's, you it's got to those. some of the other. Yeah. Things yeah. Look, like I finally that. saw Godfather. Yeah. You know. So I mean, you'll yeah. you'll do it eventually. We gotta get you on the. We gotta John, get you on the program. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the movie program, but yeah, no, Jaws, a tremendous film. Yeah. Uh, definitely like one of those like, like seminal films of the seventies. Yeah, you know, just. Well, like I say, it was one of the seminal films of all time, and mm-hmm. on the basis of the fact that it basically spawned started, a bunch of crappy sequels. Like say, unfortunately, it but. did. <laughs> right, but but it's the kind of film that like the sequels could never have been anything but lesser. They were never going to be as Absolutely. good. Absolutely. You know? Well, like, they didn't have to be as bad well, as they yeah. were. <laughs> um, to be fair. It's like yes. they weren't even trying. Yeah. Um, it's like they were just cashing in or something. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, technically this movie started a genre. Because shark movies yeah. is now basically a genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all bad. Bad. Some but of them, deliberately some of them might be entertaining, yeah. but they're all bad. Yeah. Um, but de- often deliberately done that way. But Jaws is not bad. Jaws is one of the greatest movies ever made, no. and it's the beginning of the shark run. No. Technically, there was a couple of shark movies before this, but nothing that really it is captured. It's definitely one of those the uh, attention. You could place it in that category of like one of the best like man versus nature films. Yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, where it's just you know that yeah. that struggle again, of again the, the two of them of, of richard dreyfus and and uh robert shaw versus the shark yeah again you know? i mean you know this is one of those ones where like i could do a whole no you could do a whole i yeah, could do yeah, a whole yeah, thing yeah, just yeah. on this because if i was to reference wealth specific, of the material if i was I, to reference specific scenes if i was referenced like mm-hmm. again there's a lot of great lines that can yeah. be quoted you know um you know just amazing stuff mm-hmm. um and and it, the one of the things about it again, I would just urge people just go watch it because a lot of the people have know a lot of the lines that have been quoted a lot, but in the context of where those lines are from and why those lines get said, it's even better. Like because when when you see the context of it, you're like, wow, like that's even better in the context of that moment. You know that like the the we're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah. Which is like a funny line, even mm. if you don't really know what it's about. Mm. But what, in the context of how it appear, appears in the film and where it appears in the film, it's like, wow, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. Or, so. or from the bits I've seen, like that classic bit where like he's just saying they got the bait and then he turns away and the shark comes yeah. up behind him. 
And then he does the, like, the wild-eyed, like, yeah, yeah. I know what's going on, you yeah, know? Yeah. 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 The, 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 like, the, oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so aw- good. It's awesome. So good. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jaws. Excellent. Yeah. That's, That's 1975? Yeah. 75. Yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah, number number that's your number three. That's my three. Number three. So it'll be your three. All right, so my three is a couple years earlier, nineteen seventy three. Okay. Also contains a very bizarre cast of a fox, a bear, a snake, a wolf, and a bunch of other animals. It's Disney's Robin Hood. Hmm. Uh wow. Probably one of my more favorite. Uh, Disney animated films. Uh, I've well, seen evidently if it's three. I'm I've gonna... seen this. I've seen uh, probably at least a dozen times. Right. Um, I know all the songs. Yeah. I just, I just really like. I'm. Uh, I like. I, I, I like the Robin Hood. Uh, mythos. Yeah. Uh, and Robin Hood films in general. I. Right. I almost all the Robin Hood films I've seen I liked. Yeah. Um and. It is one of those nice genres where uh, you don't get a lot of repeats. Every Robin Hood film is quite a bit different. Most Robin Hood films are quite yeah, a bit different from other ones. Um, from, you know, Kevin Costner to... Uh, what's his name? Did that one really recently? Yeah, um, the Russell Crowe. The Russell Crowe one. Yeah, the, the um, Ridley Scott. The Ridley Scott one. And, like, they're both Robin Hood films. Yeah. But, like... Totally different. So different. Yeah. And this is... One of the, the more the, different the Disney, ones. The Disney, the Disney one is one of the uh, more different ones. Yeah. Where it's both... Well... Um, it, it, in some ways, uh, certain aspects of it... Um, it is one of... Like, for the time in the 70s... Uh, because there have been a number like Errol Flynn and, and other Robin Hood films. It is uh, because how they present how bad... Uh, Nottingham and the, the countryside has been under the rule of... of uh, Prince John. Uh, Prince John... Like, they present it in a way that is way darker yeah. than any of the previous films. It's like, part of this this movie, for a Disney film, and this is actually somewhat common for Disney films in the, like, the 70s, um, like, the animated films. Like, this uh, parts of this film are a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Like, you're just like, but, like, you, you know that, like, hey, it's a Disney film. Right. Robin Hood. It'll turn out okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna come in, he's gonna shoot some arrows, he's gonna thump the sheriff on the head, you know. Uh, <laughs> here, here's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm actually kind of... In a way, it's almost too bad yeah. that you have this on your list because um, I was sort of saving this for the Disney. Oh well, list. I mean, you, we don't have to over discuss it now because this is one of my favorite Disney films. Yeah. Oh, also, and, oh, okay, and, and this would have been probably Quite uh, right up on my list. Yeah, one of the interesting things I found about this is that um, this was always a massive favorite of mine when I was a kid. Oh, uh-huh. absolutely, um, it was up near the top, um, and I didn't know until much later that it's considered like a lesser. A yes. lesser entry because yeah. it was during the time where it was during the time when when Disney was kind of on a sort of a decline well, and they were the they 70s. had much lower budgets they were uh, doing a lot of um, reusing animation yeah um, well huge chunks of reanimation or animation of this are from the Jungle Book yeah you can see yeah. a lot of things where where there's animation that's definitely reused and they mm-hmm. just they just well, put different during the seventies is when also because like the cost of doing animation. Disney was going towards the cheaper live action stuff. I mean, this is yeah. when you ended up with the the Hervey the Love Bugs and right. the Apple Dumpling Gangs yeah, yeah. and that, well, that was era all kind of, of part of their sort yeah. of decline. Yeah, um, 
which was which was ended with the, yeah. the what they call the Ren, the Disney the, Renaissance, which yeah. was with, with yeah, Little or the late eighties there, yeah, which yeah. Little Mermaid mm-hmm. um, started. But uh, but yeah, like it was um, yeah. I mean, the seventies and eighties were kind of like a bit of a dark time for Disney in yeah. many ways. Um, but there's still some. But if you don't kind of know all of that context, yeah. and you just are a kid growing Exa- well, exactly. up in that time exactly. and seeing these things presented to you, and you don't know mm. all of that, you just take it as how oh, it's yeah. presented. And when I, I always loved this when I was a kid. I love it. Oh yeah. And it's just one of those things where, as I've grown up, I've gotten more kind of seriously into being like a real film buff and stuff. Yeah. So these other sort of movies, like what I'm talking about. Have kind of taken a bit of precedence. Oh that. yeah, yeah. So like I say, I was I was saving Robin Hood for my Disney yeah, list, yeah. but you know, that's, Look, that's like cool. I said, I lean towards the fun end yeah. on my list rather than yeah. you know the no, the, I mean, the academic end. I, sort I, of. I haven't seen it in a long time, um, but like probably about last time I saw it was probably about ten close to ten years ago, and it was. Um, I, it was in a context where I wasn't really able to give my full con- attention. Oh. So the time before that probably would have been even earlier, More, yeah. like probably 20 years ago. Um, but when I was a kid, I used to watch all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a big childhood favorite, but it's unlike, say, something like um, Secret of Nim, yeah. where like I actually own it and yeah. have, have revisited it many times over the years. Um, this one, not so much. Like It's more of a childhood favorite. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I always remember it being great, and mm-hmm. what what I did see of it the last time, yeah. I still really enjoyed. But you know, intellectually now I understand like what its shortcomings are in the uh-huh. scheme of things. Mm-hmm. But in terms of my enjoyment of it, it doesn't really affect that. No, no, it it is. I just take it for. It's what one it of is. those like you can you can divorce the the yeah. production knowledge I, versus I take the, it for what yeah, it is, yeah. and it's yeah. it's great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it is really just. Um, just so much fun to watch um the the character of like the characterization of like robin hood as the fox yeah, yeah. um like how he so behaves how he's so um he's one of those characters like he's really so full of himself like yeah. like he's pretty good but he thinks he's the best yeah and then like goes out of his way to like he's very uh and then, you know and then of course over the course of the story like he you know he realizes that like he needs to be more than just bravado to yeah. do what he needs to do, you know. Yeah. Um, and all the while, you know, song, Disney song, and, yeah. and you know. Uh, but, you know, oodalali, oodalali. Yeah, Robin Hood, <laughs> Little John, walking through the forest. Yeah. Um, so good. Uh, which is, uh, discussing the, 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 the production part of it, I wonder if it's one of those things, like, in that thing where they're with the making of the shortcuts, if... The only reason Little John is a bear is because they could just use the blue animations. Well, I, I think I it, mean, it, it does fits. logically it fit does because fit. the yeah. whole idea of Little John He's is like big a guy. big, big yeah, guy, yeah. you know, big. But like rather than being like an elephant or a hippo or something, yeah. which I mean, which are both in this, yeah. you know, uh, that make it. But I mean, the bear works perfectly yeah. for this with the, the way too tiny hat that he wears. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the way, the way too tiny shirt. I'm sure the keeps deci- pulling yeah. down. And I'm nothing. sure the decision came early on that they're yeah. like, well, especially since it was only a few years oh, after. Yeah. Jungle Book yeah. was completed. Yeah, you know, I'm sure the decision came early on that, like, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
But yeah. it is if you do like you know if if you're interested in that kind of stuff, there's actually a uh, interesting like real short like maybe 15 minute YouTube documentary that shows some of the and literally like the lays, side by side lays, lays the cells on top yeah. of each other, and you can see like the animation, yeah, which yeah. is one of those like there's Tate to save a few bucks. Yeah. You know same what? sort of concept as, as like, a kid, you're not going to notice. It's the same sort of concept of like with like rotoscoping. Oh, exactly. Like yeah. instead of tracing over live action film, yeah. you're just tracing over old animation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, no. So I mean, not a ton to say about that, but yeah, just I love Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now I have to decide when we get How to is... our Disney <laughs> list. Do I still put it on there, yeah. or do I? It makes it easy. We, Robin Hood already discussed. On <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I, I I feel the same way. It would probably be on on a on the list there. I, yeah, yeah. I, no, that's fair enough. It, 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 because of us planning to do that, I was very tempted not to put it on this yeah. list. Uh, I just I feel I like it too much. Yeah, I liked it too much to not. Hey, yeah. whatever, man. Mm-hmm. So made... so that was my number three. All right, Robin Hood. Yeah, Disney's Robin Hood. Yes. Uh, so on to your number two. My number two. Yeah. So like I said, um, when I first started thinking about the list, I was like. I just assumed, yeah, Jaws will have definitely be two. Two. I, I just, I love Jaws so much. Mm. Um, and then I sort of started thinking about it, and I realized, oh, wait. But what about... Oh, I guess Jaws is three. <laughs> um, because when it comes to entertainment value, mm-hmm. and a movie that I just really enjoy, and just am just delighted to buy, yeah. um, it's hard to really get much better. Then, uh, oh, well, we have another Oscar-winning film here. Mm-hmm. Best Picture film. From uh, 1973, it is The Sting. Um, so, uh, with, um, you know, it's just... Uh, cool. yeah, um, almost kind of... Also has Robert Shaw in it? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does, actually. Uh, Paul Newman? Yeah. Uh, the Sting is... An absolutely amazing film. Yeah, um, it's basically um, it, it's like the the follow up sort of thing to um, it, in like the late sixties they they did uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, yeah. which was Robert Redford, Paul Newman, and it was the same director, uh, George Ray Hill. George Ray Hill. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like their follow up to that, and they kind of that's a great film itself, and then they just like took mm. it to a whole nother level, and they the Sting is just like. <laughs> All right, everyone else can just go home. It, it really We're done. It really are done. Is yeah. It's again. I put it as like. It, I guess nowadays it would kind of fall into the category of like the caper film, yeah. and which actually Robert Redford did a lot of those. Yeah, but um, I feel like it almost does a disservice to even just say that because the, it's like, oh, there's so much. It's so good and so clever, and the amount of um, like intricate work that was put into making like all the pieces of the story fit together perfectly yeah and the whole time so well, like assembled. the audience is it's not one of those ones where often in those the audience is left out so at that sort of the pivotal moments of the reveal on how they did it the audience gets to go oh amazing i you know never saw that coming this one the audience is along for the ride you know exactly how you know, quote unquote, the sting more or less is right. going to get pulled off, yeah, and you're still wowed by it, yeah. And yeah. and on top of that, then there also is an aspect 
Oh, like where it, they do trick the audience, well, but they do because it in a it's different beca- way yeah, than yeah, most yeah. movies do. Because yeah. instead of like in most movies where they go, oh, they trick the audience because they they well, these don't show you something. It's deliberately you know, that's usually whereas the case. In of it. this, it's just how it's presented. Yeah. It's like you're you get to be in on it and the victim of it at the yeah, same time. Yeah, because <laughs> it's presented in such a way that you you as an audience, it's like they sting you as an mm. audience because mm. you as a, as an audience well, watching it. Because of how it's presented, it's presented in such yeah. a way as, oh, you're seeing everything. Yeah. You're in on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You have the whole inside track. Well, and then at the, only at the very end, you find out that parallel to all that, there's this whole other thing that's been going on that you haven't yeah. been seeing. Um, well, I mean, you sort of see it, but it's 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 kind of um, hidden in plain sight, as it were. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, and that changes everything. But you're, you still were kind of in on it because you were in on sort of a bunch of yeah. stuff and then there was that one thing I mean it's, it's, it's like I mean I guess not really a a spoiler but like there's the characters have two motives yeah and you the the part that you're fully aware of is the one aspect of it yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and it's, it's, it's like nothing the, that you've the, seen the, is the a bit trick that is the, the kind of small bit of it that is d- directly like in be- the thing between uh, uh, Robert Redford yeah, yeah. and and, and uh, Paul, uh, Newman. Paul Newman's character yeah. is the bit you get to be surprised by yeah. which is nice yeah yeah, Robert yeah. Shaw is the yeah. the bad guy is so uh, with that mustache. Yeah. He's just such a Yafala. 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 Yeah. He, yeah. Just, he, he he's <laughs> oh he's amazing. Yeah. And and especially like when you put because this is only this is seventy three Jaws is seventy five so this is only yeah. two years before Jaws and he feels like he's about twenty years older. <laughs> I, I don't Jaws know how they he, do that. that he yeah, does yeah. in this um just because how they present him. Yeah. And there's little things like his character in this has like a, a limp. Mm-hmm. Um, because he actually injured himself right before they shot the film, and so it was, played it was basically like either like replace him or you know somehow work around it in some way, mm. and and they basically just kind of went with it. Hey, and they characters just, have limbs. They made it part of the uh, part of the character and like a character trait, and and it's just like sure. I mean, it's great, you know, because yeah. um, you know he's like an old school, he's thirties gangster, yeah, 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 boss, yeah. you know, and it's like sure, he's got a limp. That makes sense, you yeah. know. Uh, also, like for the time, a very well done period piece. Yeah, like because definitely like the sixties and seventies had lots of films that were like took place in the thirties and stuff. And sometimes a lot of shortcuts were taken with yeah. their presentation, and a lot of that was budget concerns or just things that were like you you couldn't. It wasn't often feasible to make like we need to roll this street back well, one of the 60 I, years and yeah. it just isn't really one of the feasible. things I like about it and they, they didn't they, yeah. they didn't still well, they, they pull heavily, any stop they pulled all the stops out to make this yeah. look like a, I mean, the only thing that doesn't make it look authentic to that era is the fact that it's color yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah I mean one of the things I really like in that in that way is that it doesn't um, play to like you say it kind of feels more authentic because if you go back and watch films of that actual era yeah. of like the 30s they're a lot kind of more kind of cool and hip yeah, yeah, than yeah. you might think because mm-hmm. you might think like, oh, the 30s, oh, it was like stodgy, old, no, know, blah, blah. And it's like that no, sort no, of... No, no, that, that slowness didn't start creeping until the late 40s and 50s. That's sort of the yeah. cliche of what mm-hmm. people think it was like. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and actually watch films from that time, yeah. it's not what it was like. Okay. And so this has the feel, like, like you say, like it has more of a feel, even though it looks a lot more polished you know and it looks a lot newer because it's very it's color and it's very like high you know high res and everything Mm. um so it has that 70s like 
picture quality and, and polish. But but yeah, like it has more of that genuine kind of thirties feel because it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't play to the sort of like just cliches of it. Like it plays much more real. Like it, you know, it plays very like like yeah, it was hip hip, hip and happening. You know, which it kind of really was. Um, and and yet you know, there's that sort of specter of you know it was also the depression era mm-hmm. so you had this kind of you know the gulf between rich and poor and all that kind of stuff um you know and and this movie kind of plays mostly in the world of the rich kind of um even though not well, not all the characters well, are it's, of it's, that world it's poor but, characters pretending yeah. to be yeah you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, especially yeah. certain ones, again especially the, the conning ones. aspect of yeah it, especially yeah. certain ones but it kind of plays more in that world of the rich um, De- definitely by far like one of the best con amazing just the cast in terms of like you won't necessarily know who they all are but there's a lot mm. of familiar faces and just like even bit parts yeah exactly just like great like bit parts where it's just like oh here's somebody that would just be like a throwaway bit part in any other movie but they got like some amazing actor that you yeah. probably have never heard of but you know they're an actor. They were like middle aged back then, and they're yeah. probably an actor who've been around for a long time. Character actors, you know, yeah. a lot of character actors have been around for a very long time. Um, you know, along with obviously younger stars like you know, like like Redford and stuff at the, at yeah. the time. Um, and uh, yeah, and and then just like I said, like I said at the in the introduction to to this one, like entertainment value just off the charts, just. You know, it's hilarious. It's it's intriguing. It's just, you know. And then there's like the whole uh, one of the most memorable things about it that people always know about is like the music, um, yeah. Where it's all based off of like the ragtime, the Scott Joplin stuff. Um, Thanks to this movie, mm-hmm. there is no song. Not exaggerating. There is no song I get stuck in my head more often than The Entertainer. Yeah, that and, is one of those that I can, I can, I'll, I'll, I can just sort of. Un- semi-consciously be humming it yeah. like all morning long and being like why did I get this yeah. in my head and again? what's really interesting yeah. is that technically the music is completely wrong no it's, it's absolutely not ragtime right. yeah. is like a turn of the century genre yeah, yeah. it was mostly around like yeah it's about 30 years like too 1901, soon 1901 yeah. you know 1902 1899 mm-hmm. in that range um, so using it to go with a 30s film that it's like it's using like turn of the century music to go with a 30s setting film, of a film from film the 70s, 70s is completely wrong. Yeah. But boy, does it ever work. It feels right. It feels right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. It feels right because of how it's used and how it's yeah. done, how it's yeah. executed. It's all in the execution. You can get away with anything. As long as you execute it correctly. you just execute it correctly. You know, people say like, oh, like, oh, you can't do this with this or, or you know, oh, that's bad or, or that's going to be corny or that's going to be cheesy or whatever. It's all about the execution. If you do it right, mm-hmm. it'll work no matter what it is. Yeah. And that's how you win seven Academy Awards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is pretty impressive for what is yeah. essentially and, a comedy. And again, <laughs> along with Jaws and probably a lot of these other great yeah. films of the time, uh, like 10 years later, they made a Sting 2. Never seen it. Awful. Oh, is it real? I, I assume so. Completely I assume. different people. None of the same actors. Just, just mid uh, garbage. None of the same people behind it. Total cash in. Like, terrible. Waste of time. Good. No, I never need to watch it. <laughs> um, and it's funny how that yeah. happened, you know? Mm-hmm. It's weird that it took like a decade for, to, for them to do it. But yeah. But yeah. 
Um, so yep. yeah, yeah, number three, the Stang. Good pick. Yeah. Um, no, number two. Sorry, that's the, your number the two. Stang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two is a bit. It's a bit of a like a I don't know. I feel it's a bit of a like a gimme. Okay. Um. It's from 1977. Okay. Star Wars Episode Four: New House. Okay. Um, don't really have anything to say about this other than I yeah. love Star Wars. Yeah. I, as the first film, right? I like. It's my second favorite film behind Empire. Yeah. But like those two together mm-hmm. are like a duo of like the best Star Wars, yep. in my opinion. Yep. Um, it you know it's Star Wars. Duh. Everybody's yeah, seen I, it. I, I and love, if you haven't seen it, you're probably never going to see it at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. I love Star Wars um, a lot. Yeah. Um, I've I've bought it way too many times <laughs> in, in all the different possible like <laughs> 15 formats and iterations. Multiple times um, in the same format. <laughs> still waiting for a really nice, you know, modern release of the, of the original, original trilogy. theatrical, yeah. un, unaltered versions. Um, so Disney, please get on that. Yeah. Um, if you could do that, that'd be great. But yes, I've, I've bought many versions. Um, yeah, I mean, I love it too. Uh, a couple of, a couple of reasons why I didn't include it. Uh, a, it's, it did seem a little too obvious. It's it, kind of like Star Wars. Do we really <sighs> need to talk about Star Wars more? It, it creeped on and off my list for that reason. B figured you probably would have it. <laughs> So that would kind <laughs> there of go, save base me. Is covered. that saves me a spot. Yeah. Um, and C, and and sort of the most kind of technical reason why I didn't include it is that I think of the original trilogy oh, it's like one piece. so much as a true trilogy. It's a story that starts, has a middle, and has an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that it's really hard for me to separate it out like that. It's true. It's um, true. so I think of like if I was to say if I was to put. Like, Star Wars, to mm-hmm. me, is those three films. Um, so, if I was to r- put them on a list, it would be on a list on that basis. It would be Star Wars, and that would be those three films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and because it's spread out and falls over between the 70s and, and into the, the 80s, 80s yeah. it doesn't yeah. really fit exactly no, into definitely. either decade. Yeah. And so, I kind of leave it out for the technical reason of, of that case but you know it's all those things kind of put together mm-hmm. um so yeah but yeah, yeah i mean i love, I love Star Wars yeah. too. i mean it, it fits right in with what i the ones i've been talking about in yeah. terms of just like pure entertainment value mm-hmm. you just sit down watch it anytime enjoy it you know yep. especially especially the theatrical versions yeah um it, it definitely like for like those exact same reasons though like it wasn't on my list and then it was like it was number five yeah and and then, like, the rest of the list was, you know, a bit bounced around. I was like, but if, you, but if you take it purely on the basis of how much... I like watching you, it. Like, you just, watching it, how just kind of kept is. creeping up the list. And That's at a certain point, I was like, I love Star Wars. That's why I kind of had to disqualify no. it on, like, technical grounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, because otherwise, yeah. what do you do, you know? Mm. So... But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. you know, everybody knows Star Wars. Yeah, it's, yeah, I do. You know... I, I, I quote... Obi-Wan, Luke, Skywalker, Yoda, Darth Vader, I qu- you know. I quote uh, <laughs> at least one of the of the initial yeah. original trilogy movies. Like, I, uh, I reference some quote from it probably almost every day of my oh, life. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. There's... 
I mean, I definitely you can see the argument where it doesn't sort of fit into the same kind of film category as, say, Jaws, A Clockwork Orange, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, yes and no. But it, at the same pro- time, in many like, ways, it was probably as innovative and uh, and, well, and like I mean, on change, a technical level like, for like, sure, and like changing mm-hmm. of of like film mm-hmm. as those, you know, yeah. in in many ways. Yeah, I mean, it took Star Wars to come along to. Uh, unseat Jaws as yeah. most money making movie, and and if you know, Jaws and only just barely, and if Jaws was the beginning of the summer blockbuster and the yeah. idea of like the big movie, yeah, uh, like that, Star Wars was kind of like the next level of yeah, that. Yeah. It was well, like uh, it was like ding level up, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. We started with Jaws. Not not to say Star Wars is necessarily a better movie. I, well, it's different, yeah, 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 but yeah. in terms of that progression, that blockbuster of, of kind of yeah. Yeah. blockbusters, yeah, it was like. Jaws kind of opened the floodgates mm. for something like Star Wars and that was like on you know the next level of that to come it in. Set it set a precedent that wasn't actually really observed until kind of this tr- the entire trilogy was done. Yeah. Of what a sci-fi movie could be, because other than maybe a two thousand one Space Odyssey, pretty much all the sci-fi movies that had come before Star Wars were. To one side or another, either due to restriction of budget yeah. or just the, how the studio treated them, it wasn't a necessarily well-respected genre. And a lot of it is schlocky, yeah. uh, whether, well, whether when, deliberately when Kubrick, or unfortunately. When, when, when Arthur C. Yeah. Clarke and Stanley Kubrick yeah. originally were going to make 2001, um, the, the joke that they put forth was that <laughs> it was because they wanted to make the proverbial good science yeah, yeah, fiction movie. Yeah, because it kind of hadn't Using been that done. in an ironic sense because there were had good science yeah, fiction yeah, movies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like n- nothing, nothing, I mean, there were enjoyable films, yeah. but nothing that was going to stand up the way that looked. Yeah, you know? and, and, and Star Wars, I mean, Star Wars, not technically science fiction, it's, fantasy science really fantasy, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but still, I mean, it's, it's recognizable. And, and you know, Maybe you know, retroactively. Also, spaceships, lasers, lasers aliens. Uh, you know, that, also much more in common with a western than yeah. a, a, you know. But, but again, the fantasy angle kind of takes care of the blending for, there. For sure. You know, and, and, yeah. and I mean, people look at it; they see aliens, spaceships, lasers, yeah, yeah. etc. Light yeah. speed, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So there are science fictional trappings that I understand yeah. that people look at. If you have that a spaceship; it's sci-fi. And you know, see, that's just science fiction, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. And yeah. It, it, you know, it can be seen to get a little mm. pedantic, maybe to argue like yeah. about. Is it science fiction or not? Yeah, um, it's not hard sci-fi. That's for sure. <laughs> it is technically fantasy. Um, yeah. Even George Lucas has yeah. referred to it as well, fantasy. I mean, with, the, but... the, with things like obviously with like the Force and yeah. things like that, definitely put it in the realm of like space wizards. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the point is, is that yeah, exactly, yeah. it still made a lot of things possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would not have been possible. Like yeah. it led to a lot of crap because it led to a lot of well, like bandwagon again, jumping exactly. on the bandwagon yeah, of yeah. like space movies. Yeah, we got to well, just make just tons of space movies. Just to make be space fair, movies. Like, yeah, like both bad, like for bad, but, for better and for worse. Like the the rife of yeah. like space movies that came yeah. out in the eighties was like, like while a lot of them weren't good. It sure was fun yeah. to watch and, them. And all. there were some that were very good. Oh yeah, that were made only because Be- yeah. of the success of Star Wars. Actually, yeah. made studios go, "Oh, this is actually yeah. bankable. We'll we'll mm-hmm. we'll put the budget out for this movie." Yeah. And you know, I guess if that's one of the for, things for that's... something that they wouldn't have appro- greenlit. Yeah. 
because to the success of, of Star oh, Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that ended up being a great thing. I mean, even something like that doesn't seem to be connected at all, like, say, like, Alien. Alien, yeah, You yeah. know? Alien doesn't really seem to have a whole lot in common with Star Wars other than having spaceships and stuff. But... but Alien basically they were willing to take the risk. Probably yeah. got made a lot of t- a lot largely because of the success of Star Wars, yeah. like many other space things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, which is I guess so. one of those interesting things that sets it a little bit apart from two thousand one. Yeah, uh, but which didn't really lead to anything. Well, but I <laughs> think part of that is just because of and, the like two thousand one being like like hard sci fi. Yeah. Um, in some ways, almost more documentary than yeah. entertainment. Also, like, well, it's very arty. It's very arty. It, yeah. it, it's its own kind of film. Yeah. Like, and versus, that's why it always you know, sort of stands yeah. alone. It's, I mean, it's not the casual sci-fi yeah. that, that, yeah. that Star Wars is. And that's why, is. I mean, it stands and alone as to, being... For somebody to go, oh, I'm going to make a 2001-like film, yeah. people are going to go, is your name Stanley Kubrick? Then <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it stands alone as its own thing, and it can never really be... You can never touch exactly what that is. Yeah. Um... But it didn't really lead to anything. No, yeah. It didn't, yeah. it didn't really... Well, I mean, I guess maybe technically it led to Star Wars, but, like, only maybe vestigially, like... Yeah, but but what I mean is is that there wasn't, right after that, they didn't... There wasn't, like, a slew of movies through the 70s that were, yeah, like, they, 2001 knockoffs, They, they, you they know? didn't go, oh, 2001, so therefore let's make a bunch more science fiction movies. <laughs> you know, that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with Star Wars, that broke s- such ground yeah. that mm-hmm. now it was like, okay... Let's just make space movies. Yeah. It, well, it brought it brought space movies to everyone. Yeah, you know. Again, I guess it, it, and, this is another movie and that it, falls into the category was, of like resulted in a lot of terrible things. <laughs> um, but you gotta also, have the good with the bad. But also in some <laughs> yeah. really good stuff that probably wouldn't have been made otherwise. Hey, led to some terrible, eh, terrible quote unquote Star Wars things. You know, not everything Star Wars was gold. <laughs> you know, certain Chris, of, certain Christmas specials. You know, yeah, that's all <laughs> yeah, yeah. discussion for another time, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so yeah, so no, that, my number that's a rabbit hole. My number, my number two is deep. yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, episode four. That's fair. So now your number one. Yeah. Wonder what it could be. Man, man, I want to just, I want to just be surprising now. <laughs> I want to just be like, it's. Zardoz! <laughs> yeah. Oh, you already did that joke. Blazing Saddles! Uh, it's a funny movie. Yeah. Um, I often feel like, because, like, I do like comedies, but yeah. it's just, like, not that many of my absolute favorite movies of all time are comedies. Comedy, a lot yeah. of times they have a lot of humor in them, like yeah. The Sting. I mean, The Sting technically is a comedy. Um, but uh, I often feel a bit kind of like I give comedies a bit well, of a short shrift because I think it's there a- are great classic comedies, and it's just, it, it, it sounds... If going by my list it and stuff, feels, it feels so it, insulting. It sounds yeah. as if, like, oh, I hate <laughs> yeah. comedy. Oh, yeah. laughing? That's for idiots. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And which is not the case. It's just yeah. that it's not... A, most well, of my favorite movies aren't really comedies, but... Here's the thing. Like, a lot of movies on our lists are movies that incorporate, like, multiple things. Yeah, uh, exactly. I like them when they do Generally, a, a comedy outside of the action comedy, like, the, the rare good action comedy... A comedy is, like, it's funny and, like, that's what it is. Yeah. And it's hard to say, like, well, this movie is funny and it made me laugh and I really like it. But this movie here is funny, also has good action and good drama get, and, To you be know, fair, I think when we get into, like, 80s and 90s... It'll be a different we're story. We're probably going to yeah. see a little bit more comedy creeping in there because I, I kind of know no. those a little better. I could very easily have made, like, going through my list, a top five comedies of the 70s. Yeah. 
so easy. Turns out some of my favorite comedies are from the seventies. Yeah. Well, but... you could almost probably do it almost just with Mel Brooks movies. Oh yeah, no, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, but anyways, uh, not yes, a comedy. My number one, not technically, but there's a lot of comedy in it. Yeah. Uh, my number one is my favorite movie of all time. So obviously, it's my number one of this decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's uh, from 1978, uh, Superman, the movie. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're well aware of the fact yeah. that that's my favorite movie. Um, so, okay, so why is this my favorite movie? Uh, is it, like, the best movie? No. Is it, like, the most, like, perfect and unflawed movie? No. It has lots of flaws. But for me, those flaws are, like, endearing because I just have such an emotional connection to the film. Um, why is it my favorite movie? Because it is the movie that makes me the happiest. It's the movie mm. that I get the most joy from. It's the movie that I enjoy the most. Um, I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's like it, you enjoy it, watching it, it, but you also it also pays you back for that. It touches me yeah. inside mm-hmm. in a way that nothing else does. Um, from the moment that it begins to the moment it ends, it's like the moment that it begins, it, it, you just feel that like that re- <sighs> when people who are like very religious. And they describe that feeling of mm-hmm. like being lifted like, by like, like, like the spirit, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the spirit of the, their, 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 their. It's an uplifting film. It's just when, when it's from the moment it begins, it starts to work that feeling on me. Like it's just, I just become instantly happy, instantly just everything, everything that is good. Um, well, it can easily be said is the best Superman film. Oh yes, by far. Yeah, I mean, um, my, but only no. like I say, only because yeah. of that feeling of of entertainment and joy that it mm-hmm. brings. It's very very flawed. Oh, there's all kinds of little <laughs> things that you can nitpick. Yeah, yeah, tons of them. Yeah, um, there's, but it was not made to be a flawless movie. It there's was only not... kind of one scene that I I sort of set aside as like the scene that's just like, oh lord, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> um, but. The rest of the scenes I like, mm. but even within that, there's little flaws here and there. Christopher Reeve is amazing, but yeah, I mean Christopher Reeve is amazing. I mean everyone agrees. Everyone, with, amazing, everyone yeah. agrees on that. Yeah, he was even good in the in the bad one, like, in the bad in ones, the bad yeah, sequels yeah. and stuff. Like he did the best Superman he could, considering the material he was yeah, given in those later I mean, ones. Pretty much everyone always considers Christopher Reeve the best Superman. Yeah. Um, I don't think that'll ever really change. Um, I think that it's it's like it's 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 like genetic memory at this point like i think people in the future that have never seen the old superman movies yeah. will still just be like oh chris reeves is the best superman just yeah. because it's part of the culture but yeah um yeah i mean it, it's great um there's a lot of really interesting stuff behind the scenes and behind the the history of the making of it as there is for many of the films on this yeah. on this list like i said like a lot of times this the the movies where a lot of crazy stuff happens to get it done mm-hmm. often ends up with the best product in some ways. Um, it's, it seems like having to overcome sort of very difficult obstacles to, to yeah. get something made often seems to lead to greatness in an odd way. Um, I mean, this is the first true proper in theater superhero film. Is it not? Uh, well, of of like any kind of note. Yeah, like on know. a sort of a scale of what we would recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, like, as like a big movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there had been um, there had been like in the forties and stuff like that. There was like serials. 
uh, that's there true. Was some Batman. There Superman, was some Batman serials. There but, was Superman. Yeah. Um, there was a. Th- but not they were not like the full motion picture. No, nothing they were like not this. They Superman like big, the motion picture. No, they which weren't is, like a big... Isn't that, that's what this is, right? Superman the motion picture? Uh, no, that's Superman, Star Trek the motion picture. Superman the movie. The well, Superman it's technically the movie. just Superman, but it was sort of marketed as like Superman, Superman the, the movie. movie. Sometimes it's seen that way. Um, but it's technically just Superman, and the second one was just Superman 2. Yeah. Um, that's right. It was Star Trek the motion picture. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah... Uh, a lot of, again a lot of technical innovation mm-hmm. went into this um one of the catch phrases of the when the film was released was uh you will believe a man can fly because there had been never been um like the the, the effects the level mm-hmm. of of depicting um the, the effects and stuff it, it's probably the first time never yeah, it's probably before. the first time you saw somebody flying in a film that actually looked like they were flying yeah I mean, versus like like, especially clearly like, that is a man being held up by yeah. I mean especially know. the on set stuff like yeah, when yeah, they did exactly. the wires and cables the, and yeah. things like that because you're actually it's physically seamless. seeing him moving yeah. on screen yeah. um, the, 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 the rear projection stuff hey, looks, that is what it, it is a little more it's for the time it was still yeah. very the way they did it was or mm. was still very um, advanced for the time yeah um, it does look maybe a little dated now because we're used to seeing very slick like digital mm. composites and stuff now um look rear projection stuff like or front projection i guess it would i, be, I guess but, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but like that whole where they like they have the stuff going on behind like i see films now yeah. like a films from last year where they still is done badly like yeah. that is something that it just for some reason yeah like if hollywood is going to make a shortcut in a film like that kind of projection is where they're going to do it and it, I don't know why. Like, I mean, obviously they tried their best in this because they wanted to make it look oh, yeah. like it could and fly. Oh, like yeah. Like I say, for the time, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was it was in, technically very innovative mm. because the technology existed, but they sort of took it to another yeah. level. Same kind of way as like Star Wars did for yeah. for, for that for that type of film. Um, but that would be the thing where if you saw it now, you'd be like, oh, okay, that looks yeah. dated. But this, like I said, the stuff that was the actual on-set stuff done with like wires and cables and stuff, where they were actually just lifting them up and moving them around. I mean, that stuff looks mm. like perfect. Like, mm. there's you can't fault that at all because it just feels natural. Like he's just standing there, and then he just kind of yeah lifts yeah, yeah. off, oh, and yeah. and it just feels very mm. flawless and weightless. And when he, you know, when he changes costumes he in the phone booths yeah. and how they just <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, like most great films or, or films that I really enjoy and stuff like that the quotability is off oh, the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, insanely off the scale. Like I can quote this till the cows. Oh, yeah. Well, you've probably, you've also seen this movie a, many, 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 quite times. a few times. Yep. It's not the movie that I've seen the most times. <laughs> um, but I've seen a lot. Um, it, and as I mentioned at the beginning, Gene Hackman will come up yep. again. Uh, Gene Hackman, of course, is well known about having played Lex Luthor in this. Um, very kind of different sort of Lex Luthor than you really see um, in any other thing. He really kind of made it his own. Um, it, in it, many ways, it's kind of like... He's like the least villainous Lex it's Luthor, It's kind of a miss... But... Well, the least and the most in some ways. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 he's the Lex Luthor who... He's, he's not out to get Superman in the same way that, like... I guess traditionally, no, it's more Lex of a, is. Superman's just in the is way. In the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, it's uh, like he knows exactly what his plan is. is he knows what he is, needs to do to execute yeah, it. If it wasn't Superman's for that damn meddling Kryptonian, Superman's just in the way. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have like the vendetta against mm. Superman personally, like that mm. that they usually have. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um, of course, most people are aware of if they've seen the film. Uh, he's he's not seen uh, like traditionally most um, like so. There's usually seen as like he's like bald, yeah, and that's like very much uh, a iconic thing part yeah. of that character. Um, you don't see that in in this except for uh, because uh, Hackman would not shave his head for no. the part. So uh, you see. And they couldn't really... Well, like, he had a lot of hair, so and they giving him a bald cap wasn't yeah. going to work. So he has a bald cap for one yeah. shot at the very, very end when he's captured and brought to the to jail. Yeah. And, and Superman brings him in and drops him off in the jail, which is like, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, he drops him off literally inside Look, the jail. if Superman brings someone to prison, that means they're guilty. Yeah. You don't need a court trial it's, for that. No question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But um, and and there's a part where he he, he whips he whips his uh, his wig off. And, oh yeah, yeah, and and he's bald, but it's it's a ball cap. Yeah, um, and that's the one ball cap bit. And then in the second movie, there's a little bit of ball cap stuff because yeah. he has no he doesn't have a wig in in in, in jail. Um, but basically, what they did is to get around it, he has d- a different wig in like every scene. He's constantly changing wigs throughout the entire movie. <laughs> And there are all these just crazy wigs, and there's scenes where in his lair where you see like all the wigs like oh set that's up right on, like, that's right heads yeah. and stuff. So you know he's he has like all these this collection of wigs to choose from, and so like in every scene he has like a different wig, and they just put it on over Hackman's real hair. And... It's like uh, what's your name from uh, Padme from Star Wars, where every scene she's wearing a new costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this one just every scene new yeah. wig, new wig. And that's it's brilliant. Almost subtle because. Which... You know, you don't. It doesn't immediately jump out at you because you're you're paying attention to what the scene's about yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like literally, if you look at it, you're just yeah, like, oh, his yeah, hair's different another, again. It's, uh, it's uh, different. Yeah. It's totally different. Mm. You know, and there's no. They don't reference it. They don't comment upon it. It's just there, and that's how they got around it in a very clever way. Um, the he did, however, uh, shave his iconic mustache yes. for the role because. Okay, if he's not going to be bald, I mean, no. he's at least got to have no mustache. Because Lex Luthor with a mustache would be ridiculous. Definitely. But of course. Absolutely Hackman, one of the few films you will see Gene Hackman without a mustache. Yeah. One of the possibly very, very few. Possibly one of the he only films. He is yeah. the mustache guy. Yeah. Here's the th- so there's this great, great story from that, behind that that I have to tell. Okay. Because it's one of the best stories ever. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so Richard Donner directed the, mm-hmm. the, the original Superman film. Um... And uh, he had come off of he had just uh, come off of uh, he had done the Omen, which was a huge success, and he was hired on the basis of that to do Superman. Even though right. not really a logical connection there between the Omen and Superman, <laughs> but it was just a big success, and they were looking for a director that they thought could make something mm-hmm. on the scale and and just you know successful. Um, so they got him to do it. Um, quite famously, of course, there was a lot of drama that went on with that. Um, there's a falling out between the producers that own the rights for for the film for the Superman films and and Donner. Um, a large chunk of the first two Superman films were actually filmed as one big production. Right, I remember you telling um, me this before. Yeah. So because they planned to film them mostly together, basically in films, uh, generally in films. You, you shoot out of order and you yeah. basically make the best use of so if you, have a, if you have a location or a set you shoot everything that you need in that area all in one, of course, one yeah. go you don't shoot there go somewhere else Just come, come back, back shoot yeah. there again right because that's very inefficient and movies are expensive especially big movies and you have to be very efficient um, so they basically had 
the first two movies all planned out and they they were going to essentially like shoot it as one big project um so they had actually shot a large chunk of the second film um already and then it reached a point where it was like well if they're going to get the first film finished and out on time they have to focus on that so they focused on that a little bit and then everything sort of came to a head with the tension between donner and, and the producers and stuff so he ended up having to leave the production um and they brought in somebody a different uh director to finish um two and mm-hmm. they also reshot a bunch of stuff so that it would be a little bit more to, to move it a little bit away away so that it wouldn't be basically donner's film um so that's the whole drama that went on behind the scenes that's a long story you can read all about that or, or there's documentaries about right. it that whole thing but anyways donner directed the first film um and uh, one of the funny things about that actually is that uh when the second film came out um uh there was a prominent uh, critic or reviewer um in his review said that because uh, um it was richard lester was the director that took over right um and he was known for comedies and uh, a very prominent critic wrote this whole piece about how um, the, the the humor, like the comedy in the first movie, hadn't worked, and how it was like much better in the second. Um, specifically talking about um, Gene Hackman's part as, oh, as wow, Lex, yeah. because obviously he's a huge part of the comedy aspect. Um, a lot of the real funny stuff is his lines, and he was saying like Gene Hackman is much better in the second one, much funnier, you know, and and how clearly you know Richard Lester was better with doing the comedy for the. Uh, Gene Hackman never shot anything with Richard Lester because yeah. he didn't return. All that stuff was filmed with he, Richard Donner. He, all, it was all part of the original shoot because he did not return because he was already a star yeah. at that point, right? Because he had done French Connection yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. other movies in the 70s. Um, so he was kind of one of the bigger stars. He wasn't just starting out like Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had the clout to just be like, no, I'm not coming back. Yeah, like, yeah. We already shot those in that movie. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. I'm done. I'm and good. so And so all of his stuff was done in the original shoot with Donner. Anyway, so the story is... <laughs> I don't know, it's great. I mean, there's a million stories like that. I could go on and on and on. I won't. Um, but the story with the mustache thing was, so when Richard Donner met with him to hire Hackman to do it, or to cast Hackman to do it, and he was just like, you know, we got it, got it, you got to shave the mustache, you know, it's really, you know, Lex Luthor just doesn't have a mustache. You know, gotta... And so, um, and and Hackman just was totally against it. He was like, you know, the mustache, that's the iconic Gene Hackman thing, you know, he, he didn't want to do it. So, um, Richard Donner said, okay, uh, here's, here's the thing, uh, Gene, you know, how about I'll make you a deal. You shave your mustache, I'll shave my mustache too. Oh, nice. And it can be, you know, like, we can both go through it together. And no then, mustache bros. Yeah, we can go through it together <laughs> and it's like, you know, if yeah. you're going to, if you're going to do that, then, then I sh- I'll do it yeah, too. Yeah. Um, so, so Gene Hackman was convinced that, you know, like, oh wow, that's okay if you're going to. You know, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. And so Gene Hackman got the mustache shaved off for yeah. for uh, for the role and everything, yeah. and he came on to like the set or whatever. Went to Richard Donner, and was like, okay, you know, I got I shaved the mustache and everything, so you know, it's now it's your turn. Yeah. You know, you, you have to you have to join me, so you have to go get yeah, your yeah, mustache yeah. shaved. And Richard Donner goes, takes his fingers, goes, peels off the fake mustache that he was wearing. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he wore he, a he never had a mustache in the first place. That's amazing. It was all done. How to... long did Richard Donner wear a fake mustache well, in order I to get I think it all that? kind of came together pretty quick because they had to make yeah. these deals really fast that's and stuff. That's amazing. So, yeah. so that like to have the foresight to like use that as a bargaining tool. Yeah, well, I that's... think probably because maybe they talked on the phone before so, yeah. meeting in person or something. You know, I, I don't know the oh, exact full story, but... So good. One of my favorite stories. So yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's great. It's it's 
Superman. I mean, it's just like I say, just so it's much a really fun. great film. So yeah. much fun, so entertaining, just so joyful. Just mm-hmm. um, you know, and very sort of innocent. Like you know, you yeah, know, there's absolutely none of this kind of like. Uh, not that I have anything against like stuff being darker sometimes. Like some of that's great. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've got Apocalypse Now and Clockwork yeah, Orange yeah, yeah, on my yeah. list for God's sake. But for a film like this, like yeah. it's just good, clean, fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it doesn't need to be dark. It doesn't need to be brooding. I mean, that's not a not a knock against what they're doing right yeah, now because yeah. I know there's a lot of criticism about that. You know, it is what it is. It's a different version, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's it's great. I mean, you can put this on for kids. You I can... feel it's one of those things for some reason or another. Like doing a movie now that you could like the quote unquote the good clean fun yeah. movie. It's pretty tough. It something about especially how you... movies are made yeah. now. It always comes across dishonest. Yeah, yeah, like insincere. And yeah, insincere. And this is definitely sincere. And it's something about like, and this probably goes straight up until the like late eighties. Mm-hmm. You could just do that, like, like you could be sincere about like this movie has no ulterior motives other well, than to be entertaining and make you I feel think good. That- there were definitely, there's always been like cynical people. Yeah. But I think the general culture as a whole was not as cynical back then. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe it's just like the inability to, um, for, for studios to keep their hands off of films well, that like alters. We know, we alters, know that's like, a huge problem. I'm sure there's plenty of, there, there's movies out there that like before they got like their umpteenth dozen studio yeah. edit, was had the could give you this kind of like that that uplifting good fun feeling yeah. and by the time yeah, you I mean, saw we know, it you were so yeah, we yeah. know that that's a problem yeah. we know that that happens you I mean, know and it's, we've it's seen just, many examples you know, of that um but yeah. yeah no this is yeah superman that is a great pick yeah, yeah of course yeah I, I mean i knew it was going to be your yeah, number I mean, one i know your love all, of this film, favorite film which is so. i'm i'm for a brief second i thought it was going to be your number two the way you were introducing your number two i was like <laughs> there's no way it's his number two. Yeah, but yeah, I really love the Stingray yeah. too, so yeah. that's yeah. why, I, like I said, I was surprised mm-hmm. because initially I thought it was going to be Jaws and then, mm-hmm. and then you know, because Jaws is like, you know, right up there. Yeah. But yeah. then no. I remembered the Sting and I was like, you know awesome. what? I think I enjoy the Sting more, yeah. so that's going to be two. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I enjoyed Superman the most. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's, yeah. so that's one. <laughs> so that's how it works. <laughs> It's it's enjoyed, enjoyed more, enjoyed, enjoyed the most. most. <laughs> exactly. So my number one, yes, uh, also falls in the category of good, clean fun. Oh, good. Uh, also, I like good, clean fun. Uh, much like Superman for you, one of my favorite films of all time, yeah. probably top three. Okay, film yeah. of all time. Fair. Uh, I should keep. I should. Oh. I should mention. Keep in mind. I should mention. Uh, Superman is from 1978. Yeah, obviously, yeah. just kind of just barely. It basically, spans pretty much my entire lifetime. Yeah, it has not always been my favorite film. Yeah, it's only been my favorite, my absolute favorite film for probably the last maybe fifteen and a yeah. bit years. You're, ad- like you're more like adult years. Yes. Um, I always liked it, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, even when I was like a kid, but. Other things have kind of come and gone from that top spot over the years before that. Um, some of which we will meet in future episodes. Okay, yeah. 
um, I'll mention when we come to them, mm-hmm. if there other things that have had the spot of my favorite film of all time at various times. Um, but for the last probably 16 years or so that yeah. Superman's been, I remember cause I, I went, I did, I went to film school in like 99 and I remember in that one of the first things they did was like at the very beginning of the course, they like asked. Oh like yeah, yeah. To do a little. Like, what is your little, like survey of like just their thoughts about movies and stuff like that? And one of the things was like your all, your favorite film, and and I remember it being at it at that point. Yeah. So it was by then, but it must have been somewhere in there, like throughout the '90s, especially because I watched movies a lot well, in the yeah. '90s. Um, it would shift around a bit, but since then, it's it's been that. Well, definitely, you can you always do that thing where you're like, oh wow, this is like my new favorite film, and then as time passes, yeah. it slowly slides down the list. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but since then, mm. it's been it's always been Superman, but mm. but it wasn't prior to that. So I mean, it's definitely uh, while it's a movie that's been around for my whole life, it's not necessarily been my favorite in my entire life. Anyways, yeah. So your, your one, yeah, my one. Like I said. Yeah, one of my uh, favorites. One of my favorite cool. films of all time. Another good, clean, fun. Good. That's all I know so far. I honestly have no idea. I'm sure it's going to be obvious once you say it, but I don't know what you're going to say. It's the sting. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> See, I, I thought you would hop yeah. in, but yeah, yeah okay, yeah. cool. Uh, it's. I mean, I t- just hopped in on the discussion of it. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I. Awesome. I. I was a little bit thrown off because that's. At the beginning, that's what you I was were referring sh- to in yeah. what I thought was probably, and I, I figured that was going to be it because I know you also like it. Yeah. So I, I was pretty sure it was going to be it's our one crossover. of the few that I know that you really love as yeah. well. So uh, it was one of those like I made the list yeah. about twenty films. I'm like, okay, these are the ones. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm making little stars next to it. I was like, okay, well, this is a good film. I really like this film. I was like, oh, there's my number one. Uh, you know, yeah, as soon yeah. as I got to the sting, I was like, done. Like, there we go. Yeah. Easy peasy. Now I only need to find four more films. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a movie I never get tired of. Yeah. Uh, just, just absolutely great. Yeah. Um, you know, like we, we already discussed. Like, yeah, well, it, it's similar in, it's, in the... And I mean, it's a... It is, I guess, like one of those... I don't know how you put it like that. It's, it's a classic mm-hmm. in that, like, movie classic kind of way where... And maybe this helps a bit, like we were talking about like the making of it, how it's like a 70s movie, takes place in the 30s, music from the turn of the century, like the turn of the previous century, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, where the making of it is almost timeless. Yeah, I guess we're almost getting to the point where like turn of like the century it, we are the, could be it's, the 2000s. Yeah, 2000s, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I, I, people kind of think that more turn of last like millennium. Yeah, know, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the millennium. Yeah. Uh, where <laughs> like this movie has a bit of a, like it has a, not a, like it has a very timeless feel to it. Yeah. Um, Possibly because of that. Oh, that's make, what I'm saying. That because of that, like, yeah. it just, it ages well. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, there's, the interesting is there's nothing in the movie to date it. Like, the, the acting is just high quality acting. And it's not like, oh, for the time. Mm-hmm. No, it is just high quality acting. Yeah. Uh, the sets, the music, everything about it was done in such a way to like inadvertently ensure that for decades to come you could enjoy this film mm-hmm. and i feel to wrap this into our lists you know our, our combined our combined lists here a lot of the movies on our lists or almost all of the movies probably on our lists fit that category yeah there's a lot of great films from the 70s that are great but very oh 
this is a 70s film. Right. A lot of films are uh, uh, to the uh, uh, Apocalypse Now. Uh, like, uh, they're just, you can watch that film decade yeah. after decade after decade and at no point do you go, the era in which this is made is like where the flaws are. Yeah. Like, like, no, the flaws in it are just the kind of flaws you get when you sometimes, like, you get in movies. Like, all movies have a few flaws, that's fine. Um, but they're not hampered by the era they were made in. They are just classics you can watch from any time. Yeah. And I think one of the, great the 70s is- was, like, the, I don't want to say the, and this is one of those, like, maybe in another 10 or 20 years we can look back at some of the, like, the 80s and the 90s and look at it this way. Maybe it's too soon to look at those. But the 70s was the maybe the last decade of the decade, you know, where that really occurred. Yeah. Like, well, and, and the unique thing with the 70s also is it's also the last decade that I basically experienced totally vicariously through just watching oh, movies. Oh, because, because well, I by the 80s, we were I, watching I movies. I wasn't, know. like, yeah. experiencing it at yeah. the same time, Yeah, you know. The 80s, I was kind of experiencing yeah. that they happened. I by mean, 80s, obviously, I was very young in the yeah. beginning of the 80s. But, but like by, by, by the mid-80s, yeah. we were seeing movies like as they came out. You yeah. know, we were seven years old, eight years old. We were, you know. Yeah, and so, you know, again, I mean, I guess we're kind of yeah. very much dating ourselves here, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. You can't change your how old you are. Yeah. Um, and the reality is, yeah, like basically my experience of the 80s and, my, and especially the 90s, um, because it's like, that was like when we were becoming teenagers, mm-hmm. um, is very different. Yeah. Um, whereas like the seventies was literally sort of the last decade that was like completely like separate. Pre, like, pre, our, yeah, yeah. Our, pre our lifetime kind of, yeah. So, so that's sort of unique in its own right. Yeah. You know, I can, I can watch eighties movies and I can remember to oh, like some the... degree what it was actually like in the eighties. Yeah. Um, I don't have that. I have no, yeah, yeah. The seventies were like before it's our time, based entirely yeah. upon what I see mm-hmm. in the movies and you know in documentaries and mm-hmm. in you know things like that. And, and I think maybe that's and you know and this varies from person to person, but I feel like you can for people born like around our our, our age group, our our you know our our generation, uh, give or take, you can do that with a lot of seventies movies. Yeah. You can go back and enjoy them. I don't know if, like, say, kids that were born in the 90s can do the same thing with the 80s. Um, like, to the same degree. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for... Again, I I, I, I sort of, in the same way that, I, like, I know a lot of people... The 70s was the last decade, I feel, that classics yeah. were made. I mean... Uh, There's I, great movies from the 80s. That's probably true to a degree. Um... I do know a lot of people born in the 90s who do appreciate oh, 80s yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying they degree. don't dislike it, but I'm feeling about... And again, this is... I, I, guess I think touches it's pretty on what much the said. same for every generation. Yeah. Like, but I was thinking, like, this maybe touches on, like, rules it all, those, all the way back to the, what we said at the beginning where the seven... A lot of, like, the films that we've discussed here are the, the apex yeah, of yeah, those films. And the 80s didn't have that. Like in the same way, in the there, same way, you yeah. know, um, I would agree with that. But I think that the '80s had well, it was a, it, it was the rift between '70s films and '80s films, especially yeah. once you got to like around the mid '80s, was so like was was a it's a much greater difference in how films were than say the yeah. '60s or the '70s. Yeah, but 
But no, I, I, I see what you mean. Like, every generation has their, like, oh, the, the decade that immediately yeah. precedes them is yeah. the, it's, they, it, it's close enough to their own that they can sort of identify with it. Yeah, and, and, I mean, you know, and sometimes they just appreciate it in a completely retro way. Yeah, like yeah, they're, yeah. They're just like, oh, that's cool, you know. Yeah. It's, but, uh, like, the, the, the nostalgia for the thing you've never experienced in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, you have any also also around? So. Um, I mean, not, s- not any, any other. What, not, what, not is there any like a couple of films that just just almost yeah, didn't make your list? Yeah, I'd yeah. say um, there's a few things. Uh, I would say um, Godfather yeah. um, would be one. Uh, I think that was '72. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, now it, we always kind of joke about well the fact that you hadn't seen it until relatively recently, <laughs> like a couple and, of years ago. Yeah, you still haven't like fully seen. Jaws, and I think yeah. there's a couple other kind of iconic things. Mentoring of, candidate of, of that of that time <laughs> or, or earlier. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, something that sort of falls in that category is I've never actually seen Godfather Part Two. Ah. Um, like like oh, well, I obviously have not seen part like two like either. in your case, like yeah. I've seen bits and pieces here and there over mm-hmm. the years, like you know on television or something like that. But I've never actually like sat through it and. And Godfather Part Two is kind of really famous as like a lot of people say, oh, it might even be better than this the first mm. one. It's one of those rare like sequels that's considered like it might even be better than the first. Um, and uh, so it's kind of weird that I haven't seen it, but it's always been that thing where I think that the original film is just so good as it is that I'm I I almost kind of feel like. Like oh I don't know if I want to mess with it yeah like, yeah, yeah. like so, there's so many like look at things like Jaws and well, you you can watch two just don't watch three like Jaws you know <laughs> Superman there's like yeah. so many of these like iconic films that are so great their sequels drop off very sharply yeah. in quality and so even though everyone tells me that Godfather Part Two is amazing yeah there's that part of me that just is concerned like is it really worth going past well, one because one is so great no like. You, you you just have to like, like no matter how much you like the Godfather like you give it a nine out of ten the best Godfather two could be being eight out of ten and if you as long as you go into it with that feeling yeah. knowing that like I mean I have <laughs> the set that has them all yeah I should just watch it in one of these days yeah but uh, I haven't yet yeah. so but yeah. Godfather would be like one of those kind of almosts yeah um Rocky would be one Rocky's amazing. Um, I, that there's that there, there's another film that I have seen large chunks of, but never the whole, yeah, whole thing. Rocky's yeah. great. Um, they're all good. Maybe not so much five. That's the one everyone <laughs> kind of feels is not so good. Um, comedy Rocky. We can pretty much just ignore that. <laughs> Inadvertent comedy uh, Rocky. It's 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 pretty bad. But but the first four are amazing. Um, after the first one is like the one that's a truly great film. After that, it just sort of becomes like an entertaining yeah, series. Yeah. Um, the rest of them are just kind of entertaining. Like technically, tonal four, shift. There. Technically, like Rocky Four is probably kind of terrible, <laughs> but it's really entertaining. It's really fun. Um, that's eighties. I mean, yeah. that's getting later on out of the. But but the first movie is seventy six, and it's it's really genuinely great. Um, that would be one that would almost make like if it wasn't for the five that I have on my actual list being so amazing, mm. that probably could be on the list. Like it, it's really good, but I it just couldn't quite make it on. Um, what else? Um, uh, Get Carter is is Michael Caine is Michael Caine is my favorite actor. I assumed either Get Carter or Sleuth would have been on your list. I've I've never seen the original Sleuth. Oh, it's, it's hard to come by these days. Ah, uh, so I've it's never, real good. I've never been able it's to get my hands good. on it. It was it was on my yeah. my like not on my also ran 
no, 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 like, not on my, wasn't going to make it on my list, but it's definitely on my, like, oh, this is a film I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I've never been able to get, put yeah. my hands get on Carter, it. Get Carter, also very good. But Get Carter is amazing. Uh, I actually like the remake. It, it's not the as Get good Carter as the, remake? Yeah, yeah. It's not as it's not nearly as good as the first one. Yeah. It, it has a different feel to it just well, because I mean obviously it's a '90s film yeah, versus a you know, yeah, '70s film, but it's it's I think it's early 2000s actually. Oh, is it really? At least like oh. 2000 or 2001. Oh wow. Okay. Um, well, then, yeah. I mean, definitely, it's a big difference. There, I yeah. think. Don't go yeah. on that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's different, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, the original Get Carter is amazing. It's another one that probably really skirts the list. Um, I it, it's always weird. Like I know on my 60s, I did have Alfie on there. Yeah. But I always feel kind of weird, like, doing all these lists of, like, all-time favorite movies. And, like, you don't see a lot of Michael Caine movies on there, even though I say he's my favorite actor. Yeah. But it's because, like, I'm a fan of his acting, not necessarily the, film, the yeah, movies yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done good movies, too. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, uh, The Man Who Would be King, King, the man who would be King is also yes. from the 70s, yes. and that's a great film. That, that just barely missed the list. I think that's 75 wow. as well. Uh, 75 somehow going through, I mean, when you go through a decade of films and you look at yeah, a, you whatever thousand something. films, I somehow missed The Man Who Would Be King. I, that is it, I think that The Man Who Would Be King is 75 that or something is like that. really great And film. that's Michael Caine and Sean Connery, Connery. And it's really, really good. That's yeah. another one that probably just missed the list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, most of the stuff that I would throw out there would be stuff that kind of just missed. Um on the basis of the fact that the other, I just the other ones are just so amazing and iconic, um, but yeah, those are all good. I'd recommend any of those ones. Yeah, no, yeah, no. and Zardoz, obviously. Yeah, yes, nineteen seventy four Zardoz for because uh, <laughs> it will blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guarantee you, yeah. you have never had an experience. Yeah. You think of, you think Apocalypse Now is an experience? Unless you are an extremely heavy drug user, <laughs> which I do not recommend. <laughs> Yeah, do not combine those. You do not need to be a heavy drug user. All you have to do <laughs> is watch Zardoz. Yeah. And actually, the craziest thing about... Okay, the craziest story... I, I realize <laughs> we're way beyond the purview of this list now. But the craziest thing about Zardoz, the story that I have to tell about it, is I got the DVD. <laughs> and cause, because... Came I with was, drugs in the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and drugs called Zardoz no, no, on like, DVD. <laughs> um, no, I got the DVD because I was like, okay... There was a com- director commentary on it. Oh my. And I was my. like, this is oh going to be my. the greatest commentary in the history of film. Mm. Because it's just going to be like, I don't know what this is about. We did a lot of drugs. It was the 70s. So I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I have to. It wasn't It wasn't that expensive. It was yeah. pretty cheap. So I was like, I'm going to get this. Yeah. Uh, it's not something I would normally probably buy. Um, but I was like, oh, the novelty of it. I was it like, it's alone. got a commentary. That's going to be amazing. So I got it. Watched it with the commentary. Totally ruined it because the commentary is just completely level-headed, explains the whole movie, breaks everything down so it all makes sense. <laughs> it's very lucid and, and, and totally straight. Which makes you and wonder I was like, how, how they didn't get that across when making the movie, though. I was like, though. damn, because the movie itself is completely it's gar- insane. It's gobbledygook, yeah. It's total gobbledygook. Yeah. And so to actually see it laid out and explained on the commentary, I was like, that's not what I was expecting. I was expecting him just to be like, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, I was just expecting that the, he would just be like, I have no idea what happened. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. totally explained. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, another good uh, 70s one. When you're done watching Sardos, go watch a boy and his dog. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you, no, no director no, commentary no, no will make that happen. That will be no, no explanation for yeah. that movie. Um, some ones I had were uh, a lot of comedies. Uh, Catch Twenty Two. 
Yeah. I really enjoy Catch Twenty Two. Oh, in that vein, um, I guess I could throw in uh, for for the seventies Mash. Mash, the original the Mash. film of Mash is. Really I, I didn't really ever like it. I didn't like the casting change. I didn't really. It, it was kind of just like it was well, this it, other it, Mash that I didn't. Well, really you gotta remember me. the movie came first. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're used to the show, but I I had already seen the show for years. By absolutely. That point, if so you're used was... to the show, the movie's a rude awakening. Yeah, because it's very different. Yeah, yeah. No, no funnies. <laughs> well, it is funny, well, but in a different way. Yeah, yeah. it's way darker. Yeah. Um, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. I really like Fiddler on the Roof. Never seen it. Yeah. Uh, not really, not really my bag. Yeah. Respect it, respect it immensely, but not not my bag. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah, I forgot those. Yeah, were, those it, would be seventies. That, 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 that one was very briefly on my top five, and then yeah. I was like, "What am Holy, I doing? Holy Grail what and, am I doing?" And Life of Brian. And Life of Brian. Life Brian, Brian was like seventy-eight yeah. or nine. Um, they were both seventies. Uh, another Disney. Uh, from the the lesser Disney films, uh, Peach Dragon. That was one I really enjoyed as a kid. Yep, same. probably not so much now, but I remember watching that a lot yep. as a kid. Yep, loved it. Um, Nineteen forty one, uh, the the humongous bomb yep. of nineteen forty Steven Spielberg's comedy. Uh-huh. Um, Harold and Maude, uh, also oh, very briefly great, on my film. list. That's a great film. Yeah, uh, I, for, I completely. I like about it. I like the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, it's great. It's it's. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, more Disney's. The Bed, bed Dogs and Broomsticks. Yeah. I've watched that one a lot. Uh, the last time I saw that, I was kind of disappointed. Oh, I really? felt like it really didn't hold up no, nearly no. as well as I remembered. No. Whereas it's, a, lot of these, it's been a, lo- a lot of these other films held up much better. I was than, probably a teenager the last time I saw it. It's been at least 20 years since yeah. the last time I saw Angela it. So Lansbury I'm probably going to keep though. it that way. But yeah. Angela Lansbury is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always, always dig that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, finally, one of my more favorite films, but I know, for various reasons, like, I haven't rewatched it, and I know it probably doesn't hold up, but I remember loving it as a kid, is The Black Hole. Yeah. Which... Well, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, because we talked about this fairly, Yeah, we did talk about fairly, this during... Fairly recently. Uh, I think it came up when we talked about Solaris. Uh... Or not, not Solaris, um... Oh, um... Silent Running. Silent Running. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, briefly. Uh, we talked a little bit about it outside of recording as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll tell you this, because uh, I didn't really, I didn't remember it that well, other than just sort of vague impressions. Um, I, I actually went and watched like some clips. Oh yeah, uh, like online, um, because we had sort of been talking about, it, and I was like, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I was like, it's nonsense, but like <laughs> just as far as artistic, like yeah them having the um like being willing to go as far out as they did mm. and just like present something that is so messed up and, and as a kid and as maximilian and, and be, was super damn scary and, and being and, yeah absolutely <laughs> and being a disney film mm-hmm. you know and being you know the first like pg disney film and all that and having like you know murder and stuff in it um and just a lot of dark elements um yeah, like I think that it, it depends on what you're looking for. Like I think it probably wouldn't hold up well yeah. if you're like going like thinking like okay, it's going to be a great movie. Mm. It's extremely flawed. Yeah. But um as far as the, I remember being scary. But as far as the artistic <laughs> expression and like yeah. and the imagery and like what they were able to put out, like very interesting. Like yeah. it, it really that crazy ship yeah, and, it's really and, yeah. it's 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 uh, like which actually it's yeah. a fascinating and and kind of it, it's sort of like an amazing failure. Yeah, yeah. Like it kind of doesn't work, but 
it's kind of interesting and fascinating, you know. The somehow. the ship design of the 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 giant ship that they they use in in uh, Black Hole actually was uh, directly influenced the ship design in Event Horizon. And yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I I like remembering how like scary I found the Black Hole as a kid, and I think of it as like Event it's Horizon, the Horizon is, for kids is Black Hole for adults. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, I guess yeah. Or, or, or Black yeah. Hole is Event Horizon for kids, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, seventies. A lot of great movies in the seventies. Yeah. And, uh, I'm yeah. sure there's others we're forgetting still. But. Oh, I. You, you mentioned a bunch that I just somehow didn't. One last one. Mm-hmm. Probably not great. Yep. I remember liking it as a kid. The Cat from Outer Space. Oh. It's a Disney film. I don't know if it had a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it like when Disney used to do like their Sunday night movies. Yeah. And it was the cat with the collar and it could talk. And it was actually an alien. It just looked like a cat. Okay. And the the, I mean, it rings a vague bell. I the rem- title certainly rings a bell. I remember, I remember loving the film. hell out of this as a young kid. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but I was probably ten the last time I saw it. Yeah. So you know, I have no idea. When I came across it in the list, I was like, I haven't thought about that film in there forever. Man, there you, and, you go. know, it was just there a weird well, novel, there's, there's a some, real novelty. There's some yeah. value there of yeah. just going and looking at lists like yeah. that because it makes and, you think of something that you yeah. haven't thought of in well a like, definitely because like again like a lot of these especially the disney stuff is stuff that we like we said we didn't see till a few years after the fact because you know we were just too young you know, these movies came out in 77 76 yeah you know but you know well, back then it was like it, you didn't really notice that as much like like if you were if you were a kid then like when we were a kid like if if it, oh, was, it, yeah. if it was the early 80s and there was something from like the mid seventies. You, you didn't really know, know the you difference. Know. You yeah, didn't really yeah, know yeah. the difference. You knew, you knew, you knew color from black and white, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, our top five of the seventies. Uh, basically, I guess nine amazing films. Uh, all of them you you can't lose by watching any of them if you haven't seen them. Uh, just uh, and just really the the iceberg of you know what a lot of the great movies that the 70s had to offer that i think um you know i don't yeah. know if some people were like me who just didn't think of the 70s in that way well, until I, like yeah. really getting down to the nitty-gritty yeah. and realizing damn that's right this was an excellent era yeah and, and like you had the pre-knowledge because a lot of your favorite films came from here and yeah so, but even yeah. still it was something that i discovered on my own later yeah. in life i mean yeah. i didn't really grow up with yeah. them really i grew up more with the stuff that was actually coming out at the mm-hmm. time like yeah. 80 like 80 stuff and whatnot so yeah. we, we will get to that yeah so uh this is our uh we did two top fives back to back so next week we're probably going to get back to uh some reviews some reviews some some movie watching um and uh yeah so we've run long here so uh we'll <laughs> cut the uh ending short and uh uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I think it was pretty inevitable that this one was going to run long. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I guess until next week, I'm Chris. Cheers. Bye-bye.